and he gave me an old uniform shirt from that department, the same color. So either I film it, that's why I film in police, I'm actually a deputy. I either wear that old uniform that I had up there, or wear something police, because I know that chief still keeps in. I just oh, want to yeah. you know, he just keeping the, the same. kind of revving it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Like, suck it, dude. That's awesome. Nothing. I mean, there's, there's, you can take a conversation anywhere, man. I'm, there's okay. nothing. I well, I'm going to go ahead and start recording because, uh, I mean, I should have sure. recorded that. I'm going to have to have you tell that story again now. So that's, that sucks. <laughs> I, I bullshit. My entire life is, is a constant, like, play button. So it doesn't bother me to repeat myself. All right. Well, so we were talking. Uh, we met uh, at Big Daddy, um, the Big Daddy Unlimited shoot there in Georgia. Um, is that your first first event you've been to like that you- that was the first that was the first event like that yeah i'd ever been to i had been to a couple different things nothing like that was just man that first couple <laughs> hours i was there i was like a little kid at a fair right like, I, I didn't expect when i got there um i mean so i've been doing this of- for years and i've been to you know many a range day and i have to say that there's it's probably one of the most well uh, produced ones that that I've been to, organized, professional, friendly. You know, oh yeah, if everybody there to, seemed happy. If I go to anything else like that, that's what it'll be compared to. I will I will rate it based off of what what Big Daddy put on. Down yeah, there. they I've, really raised the bar, definitely. But I've noticed, you know, since Shot Show's canceled, NRA's canceled, and, you know, a lot of the bigger uh, you know, industry shows have been canceled. There's been smaller ones popping up. You know, kind of like Big Daddy. Although Big Daddy, I think this is their third year doing theirs. Yeah, uh, that they did theirs. Um, but I've noticed that some like individual companies are starting to do theirs. I got an invitation from uh, I think it was uh, Palmetto State Armory the other day. Mm-hmm. They're going to be doing one uh, down in their neck of the woods and uh, a couple of other ones. So I think we're probably going to start seeing a lot more of you know companies just doing their own individual type type range days with with this covid bullshit going on yeah that that was in i mean you almost forgot covid existed and i don't mean that because people were reckless i mean it just felt like if anybody was looking for a place to be to be a take a break from everything tied to covid's bullshit that dirt road well mud road i guess because it was pretty nasty down there (laughs) but that road led to a different divine land of some shit that didn't have any covid anything negative attached to it not at all no, there was no talk of, of that whatsoever. It was just a, a group of like-minded individuals uh, having a good time, safe and fun yeah. and uh, educational. I mean, a lot of it was educational. I, I'd uh, seen some products there that uh, I hadn't seen before and some companies that I haven't met that I wanted to, you know, been been wanting to meet. So uh, made some really good connections there. Met you. So that was... Yeah, I was waiting for the... Man, and then there was this one time, there was this guy standing there bullshitting with my buddy, and I'm like, holy shit, that's Officer Smith. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) it was pretty cool. But that one guy that we were both talking to um, that's written all the books, I can't remember his name or the company that he was with, but he's a pretty big deal. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, before you guys walked up, I was probably there a solid hour, and I I ended up, uh, the other bigger guy that was sitting beside him was kind of standing in between them, and and I feel bad too because when you asked me that, I, I just I had his name and it's gone. But the other guy was like, "Would you want me to move?" And he was looking at the guy that we're talking about. Yeah. And I'm like, "What the hell's going on here?" He's like, "Hell, why aren't you letting him sit down?" Because I mean, I was hooked on him stories. Oh yeah, so he had some great stories. Bails out, and I sat down there and listened 
probably till I got just tired of sitting and stood back up. And that's when you guys walked up. He was telling me where it, like his start, where these books started coming from. Mm -hmm. And everybody I had met, I was consuming. I don't know if it's like you just get used to the same people you're around all the time and their backstories. And and, and none of them is bad. Like, you know, I love listening to the older generation um, right. talk about anything. But you get used to that same kind of tempo. And then I leave, you know, Southern Ohio and end up in Georgia. And this guy, I mean, I had never had that kind of conversation, his background. and Yeah, he's more of a survivalist, uh, apocalyptic kind of, his stories yeah. are, you know, along those lines. Uh, complete, you know, breakdown of of the system type stuff. And yeah, I wish I could remember the dude's like, name. Damn. Yeah, I feel like an asshole, too. Yeah. Yeah. What, where did where were we at when we started talking? And I, I just it dropped it just as soon as I, as soon as well, you said I met that. so many people uh, during that too. I mean, it was hard to keep up with everybody, and I, I lost a big thing of my cards that people had given me. Uh, I don't think anybody lost my card though. I bet you still have my card, don't you? I do. I kind of show your card off occasionally. Do you? <laughs> I, I kind of show it off occasionally because my, I feel bad because my nephew, I got several nieces and nephews, but my oldest nephew. Um, graduates this year. He's signed up for the Marine Corps. He's he's got all these things in place, and he is a gun nut. Like I would consider myself like a junior varsity gun guy. Mm -hmm. This kid is like Division One. He knows uh, his, his stuff. Huh? Yeah, his stepdad, and my sister, they own a, a a local gun store here, and this boy's been around gun. So his grandpa had a gun store. I mean, this kid's been raised around it, and he sent me down there. He looked at. Uh, leviathan leviathan groups mm -hmm. tribe and i'm like i don't know who's all going to be here but you know here's where i'm going and, and he starts going through this list of people now i'm messing with him thinking yeah wait till he gets to his uncle rick at the bottom like i'm done <laughs> but if you can be put on now, i'm a ufc guy but if you can be put on the same page with chuck liddell i mean i might be way down at the bottom i mean but that's big that. you're on the card baby you're on the card yeah, he he starts scrolling he's like well this guy's gonna be there and i'm like well i don't know i just this is who could be there yeah yeah like, oh no so he gave me a magazine to take down with me to get this short list of autographs for him right. and bring it back i'm like no problem blake i got you i'll, I'll take it down there so i get down there and i cannot remember because i met so many people <laughs> right off the one of the guys um shuttling us back and forth or you know somebody in that mix i told him what i was doing and they were like well give it to me i'll take care of it like oh i'll sure. i'll know who you're you know, I'll get the signatures. Well, I mean, you seen how kind of mixed up it all was and kind of chaotic, depending on where you stood and where you went and who was. And by the end of the first day, I'm like, I forgot what that guy looked like. like I got to find that magazine. Well, I'll catch him tomorrow. And I didn't catch him. So I'm baiting him with your business card. Oh, yeah. Doing. I mean, I'm baiting him like, hey, I didn't didn't come back with yours, but I got another one. I got an alternative with this work. And he's like, who the hell's talking lead? <laughs> well, I'm going to force him to listen to this so he knows I brought him up. Very good. So Very maybe good. he'll get some kind of like you know, slight payback from his uncle that I brought him up on your Well, on he your can show. use that one to get his next uh, volley of, of autographs that, that you yeah. go to. Definitely. Absolutely. And Chuck Liddell's been to a handful of these things that I've been to. So he he's pretty common now. So I think you'll be able to, to get Chuck's again. And I forgot Chuck was there even. Um, I gave him I gave him one of my business cards too, and for you lead heads that are listening, my business card for this thing was uh, my Mission First Tactical Leadhead Brigade thirty round magazines that uh, David there made up for me, and uh, they were a hit, man. And I wasn't even planning on using them as business cards because I actually forgot my real business cards, 
And I felt like you said, I, was, I felt like an asshole. And I was like, well, I don't have a business card, but here. <laughs> I think I've been exactly how you said it. Yeah. I don't have a business card. Don't yeah. Don't want to be an asshole, but here. All right. Yeah, I'll take it. Sure. Still wrapped in the plastic. Yeah, oh, yeah. Way. I mean, they're brand spanking new uh, for Mission First Tactical, one of the sponsors of Talking Lead. So as you uh, lead heads are, are listening to this, you're like, who the hell are you talking to? If you didn't see my uh, pre-show post and uh, maybe even in the title, I don't know what I'm titling it yet at this time because we haven't uh, released it yet, obviously. Uh, we're talking to Officer Smith. Uh, he, he titles himself Comedian, but he is a L.E., uh, active duty Ellie been been Ellie for 21 years um, 21. and it's amazing that uh, he still has a job with the videos that he <laughs> that he posts <laughs> but if you haven't had an opportunity which I'm sure most of you have because he's got like uh, a bazillion time more followers than I do so I'm sure all you lead heads are already following Officer Smith but if you're not he's on Instagram he's on Facebook uh, you just search Officer Smith. It's Officer Smith on in- one on Instagram, I believe, right? It is Officer Smith one on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, as you're listening to this, um, you can get a better feel of of where he's coming from. So I'm excited about this because I think it's it's going to be fun. We like to have fun on the show. We don't take ourselves too seriously, kind of like you do. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, we like to educate and and make our listeners aware of what's going on. Uh, so that they can be proactive at the same time. Sure. I, I noticed whenever you posted those on, you posted this on your Instagram, and I grabbed that tag and I posted it. I love the dynamics of social media because it, it, the number, like I'm still a guy that's, I still feel young and I'm not a young guy. I'm freaking turned 42 on December 22nd. I feel like I'm. Well, a, you're a young whippersnapper compared to me. So. Okay, good, man. Because every <laughs> I've talked to is like, you're that old? Yeah, asshole, I'm that old. Like, <laughs> 21 years 21 like, years what do you think <laughs> I'm, I'm that guy i start looking at people's pages especially instagram is pretty easy to like figure the you know your your content is specific to the type of followers you got and when people ask me what kind of content i post i'm like yeah don't really look at my followers don't read the comments because you can't really you can't really tell and i looked at yours with that you know drop a question here so i did the same on mine and i appreciate <laughs> you doing that because i get i get choked down by these social media platforms so when i make a post I never know if it's going to get out to anybody or not. You know, it, it's brother. It's I'm wrangled from. I mean, I'm getting. I'm not getting as bad yet as some of the guys that I, I routinely talk to and routinely do stuff with. But yeah. some of these guys are getting absolutely smoked clear out by social media. That's us. Boom! Your page is so it's so pro to a you know everything that seems to be in opposition right now. Oh yeah. That I going down. So I drug it over to mine. Uh, put it on my Facebook page as well. And just in mind, like just the Instagram people, uh, followers versus the Facebook, there's a huge dynamic difference. Started looking at some of the questions that they were wanting to ask. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> like I told you before we, we got going, I'll answer any question you ask me. I am an open book. I have lived a life inside law enforcement where I felt like we, like the culture of law enforcement has been like deliberately kind of like put on a different level when it comes, even in the academy days where you old instructors telling you how to behave, how to act. And I've watched, I mean, I've grown up with it. Uh, and I was raised, so to speak, career raised by older guys that are my age now, back then. Right. And the open book idea, it's the only way I feel like my integrity stays clean. 
because I don't want to. I don't want a boilerplate answer. I don't want a typical response. I don't want that. Well, and the reason that I said, you know, it's a wonder that you, you still have a job is just that because Le. I mean, it's always been political, but it's even mm-hmm. more so the past, you know, eight, you know, to ten years. It's just become extremely and the suppression of our Second Amendment, especially in uh, you know industries like yourself, the the civil service industries. Uh, it's like, you know, you say the one wrong thing and you're out no matter what. I've had other law enforcement, military uh, men and women on the show, and uh, nobody, from what I've seen of what you do and probably what I'm expecting us to do, nobody's going to be as open about it as you're going to be. So this is going to be refreshing from, you know, some of our past guests. And I and I get looking from where I'm at, looking at, like, I got to, I mean, I'm going to probably end up accidentally plugging pages. And it's not that I'm plugging them because it's a content Do page. It. These are Do the it. guys that I made friends with that I know about, you know, behind that uh, content. And some of them do work for larger areas. And I saw a post from a friend of mine yesterday. And, and his content, man, has got to be the most uplifting. I feel like there's a wordplay there. I know people comment and send me messages that, you know, your this video was great. I needed that this morning, whatever. Sure. And, and that's uplifting, I guess. But when I say uplifting, this guy's stuff is legit PR, positive everything. I mean, there's just nothing negative there. Not, there he doesn't even cast a, an opinion over a negative topic and try to make it. Who is it? Like, well, his, his paid, it's 5 Joe, um, but I'd have to look myself on Instagram because he types out five, uh-huh. I think, and then it's O Joe. Let me look it up while you're talking. Five, like zero or the, the number? Zero, five zero. I say five. Five zero, I, I, Joe. Uh, yeah. And he's got like flags. Is it Jose? Let me find him. That way. It is five. Oh, it is Jose. He's got the. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, when okay. you said Jose, we're reading the five zero part, and yeah, that's him. Okay. Let's look him up. Here. I mean, his and and I and he posted something, and I don't know if it's on his Instagram or if it was on his Facebook, but you know where he's taking a hit where he's at, and I'm like, what in the world could he have possibly posted, and. If, if your listeners want to go check it out, they'll find that post. And I guess the reason why I'm kind of keeping that limited is I don't, I don't want to talk for him, but I can tell you that what kind of what you said about my content, I know I work in a place where there's like this relative understanding of social media and spoofed content or me editing myself into a YouTube video, um, me having an opinion based on what social media, like I got, got hit the other day on Instagram for um, bullying threatening harassment whatever i made a post about it it's been taken down so i screenshotted the violation and posted it and i literally took a comment from a video that's been on my inst it was one of the questions i think somebody asked too of a, a county that's a few counties away from me right the viral video that went out about um an officer at a, at a football game uh tasing a female mm. it went all over the place um so i made a video about it I made a video about it because I know that guy. I know guys that work in that department, and they, he was getting just absolutely trashed, which, you know, that's the current climate, it seems like, with law enforcement. Oh, I'm yeah, man. They find any foothold, they're going to dig in. It blew up on it blew up on Instagram. For me, Instagram is one of my smaller places. The video is still constantly getting viewed and commented. It's a true split, 50-50. This officer was in the right to the most hateful, I mean, different level shit hang him up lynch him kind of stuff yeah yeah 
So one of the comments was directly to me. Now, it wasn't about the guy in the video. It was about me, and it was that um, something along the lines of, I should have been the Portland officer that was set fire in this cruiser. Maybe somebody will do do me that <laughs> Or, um, or maybe even said, if I can find out where you are, maybe I can do it. Some shit like that. Yeah. So I screenshot that and I posted and I made a comment about sociology and I feel like I'm decent at sociology. If I wouldn't have been a cop born in a different place, that's what I would be teaching in sociology because human behavior, you can't, you can't hide your behavior. Any listeners for you are going to agree with this. You can fake crazy. You can fake crazy. You cannot fake where you're from. You cannot fake your behavior. It will come out. You airlift me and drop me down in the center of Columbus. It'll take about three seconds for people to figure out I'm not. <laughs> I fake it and try to, you know, act like I'm from there. Yeah. But I'm going to out. And this guy, I'm like, he don't know anything about anything. He just being the, you know, he's saying that. So I screenshot shit. it. Post this. It is up for about, I don't know, maybe six or seven hours. It gets zapped. Now, I got hit for harassing, bullying, threatening by posting his comment as a post. <laughs> oh I gosh. got a message of from people this is just instagram uh, instagram messages uh tags that was like i've reported this son of a bitch and his comment is still there now i've never i've never banned i've never banned or deleted anything anybody post mm -hmm. early on i probably would have if i'd have figured this out but later on i'm like no, i'll just send this guy to the send this guy to the followers exactly you let the I listeners will, take care of him man I will con yeah, I will comment to you. I will draw attention. You will become the most relevant comment on my page and people that see it differently will handle that shit for me. Yep. So I don't, but this guy, they reported him. They didn't report him because he was being mean. Hell you go to that, go to that video. You're going to see all kinds of crazy shit. Um, but Instagram still left it there. Like that threat is still left there, but me screenshotting the threat, not threatening back, just screenshot it. Posted right. it. Uh, it they gets hit, that. gets hit for harassment. Yeah. So you get a strike. Strike one for Officer Smith. <laughs> Is that your first strike? I don't even, hell no, it's not my first strike. <laughs> I can't imagine it would be. Um, how many do you get? It's like three, and then they, they like shut you down or something like that? I have whatever that number is. If it's in a window of time, I'm not sure. But I have never actually been like shut down. able to post on Instagram. Um, I've been really, really close on Facebook. TikTok for crying out loud, which my content is pretty much the same between Instagram, Facebook, whenever they allowed IGTV and you could post longer videos before mm -hmm. it wasn't. So my TikTok is completely different stuff. And I've been, man, I got completely, my page got completely just taken away from TikTok. Took me like 12 days to get it back. I've never used TikTok. I just... It is a black hole. Stay off of it if yeah. you haven't been on. Yeah, I, I don't, I have no intentions to get in on uh, TikTok whatsoever. And um, you know, Parler was, was shut down. They, you know, they, uh, completely illegally, uh, wrongfully, yep. uh, shut down. It just the, the big boys didn't want the competition, man. They knew that's where everybody was going to flood. So they stepped in and they, they shut them down. I don't think as of today, they're even back up. It's not. I tried to get on mine a little bit ago and it's still not up. Yeah. I tr so far I have trashed Twitter and, and dis disabled my Twitter account. I was already on Parler. Twitter was still there, but I didn't. I didn't get on it much um, after all the shit started with them. And without anybody's encouragement, I just deleted my Twitter. I did make a post on Twitter. I'm sure it didn't last long before I deleted it, letting Twitter know why I was disabling my. Like they don't. Like they care. They don't. They don't care. <laughs> they don't give a shit. Parler was. I mean, even f not just for the sake of me, but for the sake of, of 
of like-minded people. The parlor was blowing up. They knew that. They saw it coming. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm slowly considering uh, considering Instagram. Uh, there's, um, it's this is what sucks. Like I I don't do my content for anything other than what people want it for. If they say thanks, man, that put me in a good mood. That's what it's there for. I've had messages sure. from vets. Um, I've had messages from vets, cops, retired public safety firemen. You just and then John Q. I'm a school teacher. I'm, I work in a pharmacy. That have given me stories and my and I and I'm kind of weird. I screenshot some of that stuff and keep it for myself because that's what I use when I have a bad day. Like I'll go back and look at it's uplifting, real, yeah, man. Real bad day was and compare it to mine. And I mean, how many so, times I've thought about you know just throwing in the towel, just like screw this, you know, I'm tired of doing this, tired of all the bullshit that goes along with it, and then I'll get an email or you know a message from one of my listeners and it's just like ah, this is why I'm doing it, you know. Yeah, that's the same thing. I mean, my, yeah, it's the same thing. It might be a crack joke or it might be a, a meme making fun of a fireman, but it changed somebody's pace that day. I get in a bad mood. I go reading comments and, and I keep my game sharp, so to speak, with the assholes that want to try to throw shade on my page. Listen, I am like, I will crack my knuckles, take a big, deep breath. And my, I'm raised in a place where, uh, and, and by a strong willed mother that I, I, I've never, I've got my ass kicked as a kid because I wasn't very big as a kid. Yeah allowed somebody to just to to bully me or to push now you're kind of tall aren't you like over six feet if i go to the chiropractor i'm on the upside of six three okay yeah i typically walk around at about six two because i don't get to the chiropractor very often so everybody's but taller I, than me you know i'm five ten with shit, my shoes on been, <laughs> you could have said anything right there you could have said yeah i thought you were six three when i looked down at you but now you well, yeah. my listeners know me, you know, so they, oh, okay. <laughs> then they, and they know that everybody that I associate with is like six foot three and taller. So I'm always around the land of giants. Yeah. I was so. going to try to help you out there, but yeah, there's no helping me. You know, you can't help short. <laughs> there's no fixing short. That tall side is just as bad. I've been getting shit off the top shelf for people since I was probably a senior in high school. So there's some benefit to being short. So there's this segment that I do. Uh, we call it the planes and trains segment, and it's kind of our. You know, I don't get real political on this show because I like to keep it positive, keep it fun. But uh, we do have this segment, and uh, it's kind of our way to vent and you know get out maybe someone or some some organization or something that we just want to call out as being stupid or dumb or you know we just don't agree with, and we call it planes and trains segment. And the first part is the jack wagons. That's our jack wagons, the people that we want to call out as being stupid or dumb. And then to balance that out, we've got our Leadhead Brigade heroes. So somebody who's doing something positive, having a you know positive impact on our community, doing good things that we, you know, we agree with. Uh, maybe not everybody, but whatever. Uh, so the first one is the Talking Lead Jack Wagon Train, and the second one is the uh, Lead Force One. And are you familiar with Arlie Army? Oh, absolutely. So Arlie Army does an introduction for our Talking Lead Jack Wagon train. So, Gunny, bring that train in. Hey, Ralph, Semper Fi, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. So it's actually Arlie Army. He's like one of the first people that uh, we met when we started doing this podcast uh, over nine years ago. Uh, we met him at the NRA in Dallas, I believe it was. And uh, we did an interview with him. We were telling him what we did and, you know, talk, told him about our jack wagon train. And he goes, do you have like an introduction for that or anything like that? We're like, no, no, I hadn't really thought about it. He goes, 
do you want one? <laughs> We're like, yeah, we would love one. And he did our introduction right there on the spot. You know, it was pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah, pretty cool. And then we, we were friends with him ever since then. All right, so the train has stationed, and uh, we've got a lot of jack wagons probably that we could take care of. But uh, I like to start with my guests. So Officer Smith, and do you, do you do people know your real name, your first name? Yes, some do. It's not it's not like it's a secret. My, my name is Rick. I am really a Smith, but right. I mean, I've been called worse. Okay. I got a twin brother. Sometimes I go as him. It just depends. <laughs> is his name Nick? Rick and Nick. It is Randy. Randy. Yeah. Shut up, Randy. <laughs> and he gets that a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he has made. His name has made an appearance in a few of my videos. Uh, if if I need like the asshole in a video, if it's some YouTube video that I've used and edited myself into, right? I name. I typically name somebody that I know, use their first name, um, and he gets the appearance every now and then. Have you ever done like a uh, a mirror image? Are y'all like? Do y'all look alike? We are actually mirror image twins. Okay, which is like when when I'm a, I'm a 78 model, so I'm an 80s kid, right? And I come from that generation where my mom dressed us 71. the same. 71? Yeah, I was born in 71. Yeah, I am old. <laughs> whenever mom, like the little idea of twins, you dressed them alike. Well, then whenever we, you know, taking on our own identity, it was the same shit and outfit. It was just like mine was blue and his was red. Or, yeah, <laughs> just a little tweak here. Yeah, just a little bit. So I'm right-handed, he's left-handed. We had that trip traditional 80s comb-over shit that every barber only had, like, that haircut for boys. Oh, yeah. It's just mine parted to the right and his parted to the left, so we actually had the mirror image identical <laughs> print. I'm going to start my car up. You tell me if it's too loud, and I'll shut it back off if okay. it is. Because this is, uh, what is it, like 30 degrees here? Once it stops beeping, it might it might not be so loud. If it is, I can shut it off. I just My windows are fogging up, and that will draw attention to my car sitting here. Oh, that's fine. No, I don't. Yeah, it sounds good. It's fine. Is it going? The, is it running? It, yeah, that's the power of a Chrysler 300 right there, pal. There you go, baby. Sweet. I'm a my old man sedan. I love it. <laughs> so, so you're a twin. Um, I and I didn't want to call you Rick if you didn't want your name out there. So I just I, I like to ask me. before I do that. Sure. Uh, so, Officer Smith, do you have any jack wagons that you want to throw on the jack wagon train? Anybody? So we're talking yeah. talking about. Like, what level are we talking? Are we talking like state level? Are we talking about it could be anything. I mean, I've thrown I've thrown airline stewardesses on there before. Yeah, I want to start. I want to start it off by throwing the governor of Ohio on that wagon. Is where I'd like to throw. That's in. a damn good start. Um, because locally, I mean, I, I can start picking some people out at gas stations and whatnot. But if we want to go for a, I'll start with uh, our current governor. Okay, and and what in particular? Uh, does he earn this spot for? He he earns it in my in, my in your heart. book, yeah. It, 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 and I do have a book of uh, a book of Smith. Now, if you catch some of my posts, I'll put a little nugget of information out there, and I will tell people you can find that in the book of Smith, chapter twelve, verses five through seven. <laughs> nice. He starts in that book because when this COVID shit started, um, there Ohio for the most part. I know, and I'm, and I'm being genuine when I say this. I love this state. I love our football team, even though we are all licking some wounds after the other night. I'm telling you. Speaking, hmm. people, people here, um, the, the number is good people trump bad people here. They just do. And in small counties, these small country counties, 
um, it, the good people dominate the bad. And so people, when he came out with, when COVID started, like the March era, I call it COVID one, like COVID generation one started, he came out and he told, he told us as Ohioans, you know, what he, what he expected and asked of us. And it didn't come out like, it almost come out feeling like I'm just asking you if you'll help me this way. And for the most part, people were like, okay, bub, you know, what do you want us to do? Right. He was asking because he was asking. yeah. Here's this window of time. I remember watching it on television and I'm like, I don't, I don't know that you, uh, oh, you know, you can't do that either. You're asking, okay, cool. I get it. I get it. And individually people, I think had to sit back and, and, and themselves and say, am I going to just do it because I'm being asked and I'm being asked the right way. Um, or am I going to be an asshole and not? And he put a timeline on that. Mm. And I thought, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to prevent my kids from being out anywhere they shouldn't be or don't need to be. So I'll go to the grocery store. I'll be the one that goes and does the errands. Um, I'll take care of that part. So there I'm contributing and I'm going to go and I'm going to go right. just when I need to go. Um, and I'm not telling anybody this, right? I'm not jumping up and down on Facebook saying I'm following the order. I'm just doing the right thing at first. Right. Like, and then over time after that you know, 14 day mark, it became a, Oh, look, they listened. Let me see how much more I can get. Mm-hmm. And our first order come out. And when that first order come out, of course, law enforcement is going to take the front punch. That first that first jab negative coming out. It's not coming out to the lawmakers or typical politicians. It's coming out to the guys on the street. Yeah. So then it pushes back to the guys on the street to make the right decision. Well, I didn't tell you this in a little snippet I sent you by email, but... You know, I've been a cop 21 years. I'm also an academy instructor. I haven't been in it in a couple of years because of my schedule, but I still teach in the academy. And I got to go to the academy a couple of months ago just to do like a little hour speech from the, for the cadets. And I thought, man, I remember when guys did this with me and I want to be the right one that tells them, don't forget what you're doing in here. Don't forget your oath. Don't forget, you know, take that stuff and consume it. Remember that you take your oath first for the constitution and then the state. Absolutely. Yeah. And what gets me is I saw it here, not here where I work, but I saw it here, like in my area that guys were forgetting that. So then the order comes out and then the questions come, well, I bet they're going to go start arresting everybody for, and this was like the, you know, essential travel shit and only, and I had somebody on my personal Facebook, ask a question or it was a a post, a friend of mine's and they asked a question and law enforcement was already starting to get a a little bit of an attack because it was generalizing it. I bet they all do it. And I made a comment, I know one that won't. And I was speaking for myself. And expecting positive from that, I got fallout from that. Because now it was already starting to divide. You had people like, oh, here's a cop not going to go do his job. And then you had the people was like, well, if he does his job, then he's he's working for a tyrant. Well, ask the fucking cop, man. Like, yeah. it's an order. You know, it's an order. It's it's a, it, And they classed it in this kind of like sketchy-ass second-degree misdemeanor thing. Well, guess what? You told me that it's got discretion when you did that. And my discretion is I will not enforce that. Well, then he come out with a big push that it had to be enforced. And here was the penalty. And it's like, man, who put you in office? Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit, I voted for this guy. And and I'm watching the fallout. And I feel like he's reaping what he's, what he's sowed already. But he is definitely like top shelf for me right now. Yeah, without a doubt. And, you know, anybody else that's, you know, the – 
the dude in California, the dude in Michigan, the I mean, just all these people who think that they are uh, monarchs dictating the the Constitution and you know our freedoms to us is is ridiculous. But it's just like you said, man. You give them an inch, they'll take a mile, and they're and not going to stop. I did the right in my mind, just me at my house. I did the right thing when I was asked. I didn't. I didn't take any authority that I have and push that. Well, sure, and, and anybody in the beginning, we nobody knew what was going on with this. But in, sure. as the information started to come out, we got more educated on it. We're like, you know, this this is not what they're making it out to be. This is, you know, this is ridiculous. There's some other motive behind what they're there, doing here. When you take a when you take an order, or a, let's say it starts off as a suggestion, yeah, he got so bad that you could see the the suggestion was going to be a part of the order in 24 hours. You yeah. could see it coming. And you do so many of those, you're going to over-contradict. Like, you don't just contradict. You contradict the contradiction. And if you're a, 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 a just a simple thinker, somebody that can just put one plus one is two, and you're like, well, wait a minute. Why would you t- – does COVID just stop becoming contagious at 10 p.m. only in bars? Like, you know, what? Right. what? And, and unfortunately, there are people that, that desire being spoon-fed any amount of shit. I'd like to see some of the capacities of the stomachs of people that can hold pounds and pounds of shit and never once turn their nose to it and be like, wait a minute, <laughs> that's not shit. There are a lot of them, apparently, because... Appa- apparently. I mean, I don't know who's buying into this. Uh, not a lot of people in our area are. I'm, I'm in Middle Tennessee, and uh, for the most part, we've you know we've had really good... Um, officials that haven't really tried to impose it or enforce it. Uh, you know, our restaurants for the most part have stayed open and been working. Now, not Nashville. Uh, I live in a town just outside of Nashville. Uh, Nashville's been a little bit more stringent uh, on their rules and a little more. I was just at Pitch Forge. I was down in Pittsburgh in Gatlinburg. Yeah. Um, for my birthday. Now, happy birthday. If I was known you that close to. I don't know how close that is, but hell, even being in the state, I'd have found you while I was down there. Oh, shit. That's like two and a half hours. I could have been there, you know, two and a half, three hours. No problem. First time I'd ever been there. And, of course, you know, COVID's not exempt in anywhere, but it's it's there. But when I went to nowhere I wanted to go, I couldn't go. Um, every place we went to eat, we could go. I had no problem um, because here's how I, I operate. Like, And I want to get to that. I want to get to the a question that I saw pop up of okay. this county close to me because it ties into this. Everywhere I went, I'm sitting in my car, and I have my girl with me, and I'm like, the sign says we got to wear a mask, but we're going to be able to eat. Like, we'll go here. Mm. So I don't have a problem because whoever, you know, whoever built that restaurant, whoever that owns that place, if if their, if their side is in jeopardy, I'll wear that mask in there. Sure. It's because I don't think, I don't think I'm being forced to. They're asking me to. Um, and you don't have to eat there. Right. You don't have to there and everywhere we went it felt like it just felt like we had an extra piece of uh, uh an extra article of clothing on because now i did go into a trump store because my boy wanted some certain trump stuff for christmas now, he waits <laughs> like the week before christmas to ask for it i'm like i'll never get it shipped and i'm driving down like the main drag there and and what's the big one that's pigeon forge right the long the the pigeon forge is right below gatlinburg so that's that's where yeah. all the the touristy stuff is Okay, I get them confused. So, like, where's the the stampede, Dolly Parton stampede? That's Gatlinburg? She's in Pigeon Forge. Okay, so I'm driving down that strip in Pigeon, past Krispy Kreme Donuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so that's where I'm at. And I'm like, oh, I don't, there's no way I'm going to be able to to get this stuff for him. And she goes, 
there's a Trump store right there. So there's a <laughs> <it was> store. <laughs> the store was called the Trump store. So I'm not we, surprised. Oh, we go in there and I'm like, holy shit, there's flags hanging everywhere. Like I'll be able to get him what he wanted for Christmas. So we put our <laughs> get him a hat, get him a flag shirt. He want he had three particular flags he wanted. And, um, I think a couple stickers and I'm like, what's well, random, but maybe they'll have them. We walked in, we wasn't through the threshold, like four feet. And I just hear some guy go, Hey, can we help you with anything? And I turned and looked. He went, oh, y'all could take the mask off, man. This is a Trump store. And it was like <laughs> just the the environment to, hey, if you if you want to wear this, wear it. Um, there's asking. Hey, yeah. don't, go, don't go up and lick the So I handle it a little differently than you do. Because, you know, again, I think it's ridiculous. I think this whole COVID thing is ridiculous. Masks aren't, you know, people are still getting it with the mask. It doesn't help anything. Sure. And And they're calling just the regular flu covid so i mean who knows who knows so i'll go into a place there'll be a sign on there i'll go into a place and if they let me in without wearing one then i'll go in and if they make a deal about it then i'll leave so i was like that when i said covid one that was like the march era yeah uh, that's where i was at with it and 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 if i wasn't if i it's nothing to do with um local orders it's got nothing to do with the state mandates it's this is what I ended up doing, and it just clicked in my head. I've got an aunt, and I have to say she's one of my favorite aunts because if she had stumbles across this, I completely agree. I mean, the people that are more susceptible to it, I'm respectful to them, uh, obviously, and you know. Uh, well, it's not so much like the elder, like the class of people that can get a, a cold and it could be you know damning to them. Mm-hmm. My aunt works at a Walmart in a different county from here, and I noticed that the one that I would go to, they were putting like the youngest female employee that they could at the door or they were putting that older guy that had like the Vietnam vet hat on that, that you know, had an obvious, like you could see the physical disability that he had. Mm-hmm. And I remember asking her like, what are they doing? Why, why are they doing that? It's like, well, there's less chance for confrontation. Like they had thought that shit through, <laughs> but inside the building where my aunt works, you know, she works inside there and she's been there forever. And she's like, you know, here's what they told us. Now this is, now I'm just talking about boss to employees. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, you know, me wearing it into a place now has zero to do with whether or not I'm going to catch that shit or I'm going to give that shit to somebody else. It is truly out of that, that, that lower middle class person that's trying to make it work, whose management is sitting up in an office looking through a two-way window that probably came in through the back that don't deal with the assholes in there that says, if you don't wear it, your ass is gone. Not the people that come through, but if you don't wear it. Yeah. Now, I walk in, now there's places around here that don't say anything, and I don't do it. Um, but it has nothing to do, it's just the 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 people there, not the people patronizing it. Well, the it's people the, that work there, you know, if, if they want to keep their jobs, it's that's what's required, then, you know, that's their choice. They, you know, they again, they don't have to work there either right. if they don't want to do but, that. Now, but some people have to, and they have to do the job. And they're like, "Look, I can't afford anything else, so I've got to wear this mask." So they're being forced, basically. You know, they're being told what to do, whether they believe yeah. it or not. But me I personally, think- if I go to a business, uh, again, if they got to sign up, I'm going to walk in. I'm not wearing a mask. And if they say I can't proceed, then I'll leave. You know, simple as that. If you know they welcome me in, then I'll come in, and you know they get my business. And that's that's that mutual respect too. That's, and it, and it I don't make like it. Yeah. I'm not an ass about it. I don't say, well, fuck you or, you know, anything like that is like, cool. You know, fine. It's just the, like, just like the firearm signs, you know, no firearms yeah. allowed here. Um, yeah. of course they never know if I'm carrying or not because I, you know, yeah, do it concealed, shit, you know, I do it concealed. You. So they're never going to know anyway until shit goes down. But, 
Uh, I don't typically patronize those places. I've brought up that sign before. Um, it seems like now there's been a, a, a climate painted or a narrative, I guess, painted to a, a, the opposition side that will say that that sign's not the same to, I just, it's, it's the exact same. It is exactly the same. Exact I, same the I have with this, uh, this incident that took place in a different County that on a video that I made, I watched people and I, this is the argument. I'm going to bring that up to you and I'll tell you the backstory. And then you tell me, okay. You try. So historically since organized sports, uh, on the high school, junior high to the NFL, We'll talk about football. Those are sanctioned under some entity that governs that entity. Um, every state's got it for high school sports. Um, I don't know that I've ever recall a day as a kid nor as a adult officer that there's been a sporting event at a high school, uh, junior high, where an officer hasn't been paid to come work that, and it falls underneath that sanctioning. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that I have removed people from ball games, from everything legit, like full outright adults fighting with weapons to uh, somebody that say skipped in the gate without paying, yada, yada. But there's reasons why people get removed. Yeah. And I knew the second that the schools, the schools take a dump, you know, with kicking the kids out of the schools over COVID, then sports start to like my kids are sports kids. We're all like crossing our fingers that sports starts back up. And when the schools started opening up to sports here, it's the only thing that I don't know now because I our governor's still on my top list. Don't think I didn't forget about that train that came through and grabbed his. <laughs> He's on it. Uh, He's got to see. But I think, I think he kicked that responsibility down to the um, the OHA. It's, it's OSHA is how it's pronounced. It's an acronym for the Ohio Athletics for high school to basically do something in line with COVID for something. Just it wasn't here's a mandate for you. It was. Here's what we're wanting people to do. You guys write your own thing. When the schools opened up to sports, it was like, this is what we're requiring. Now, when I go to a basketball game for my son, they got some of the bleachers crossed off. You got a mask in there. And at first, uh, they didn't have that. So I was the guy going, you know, without it. And then the school come out with a a school policy to it. It wasn't, here's the order from the governor. It's the school's policy to it. No different in my mind. I say walking into a, a high school football game with a big middle finger on your T-shirt as an adult, and you're going to sit on the other team side because that's what that's what you like to do. Somebody's likely to, a staff member, whatever, say, hey, you got to cover that up. You can't have that middle finger showing, whatever. All right. Uh, another line has been kicked out of more basketball games when I was a kid. The woman never said a cuss word in her life, and she was kicked out of games um, for mouthing off to a ref, whatever. So this incident that took place, it's it's completely public. The video went viral. It happened in, in Logan, Ohio. It was at a, a junior high football game. Uh, that was an order of the school. Mask up when you come in here. This woman goes through the gate, pays for her ticket, wearing a mask, gets to a seat, takes it off. Of course, we're talking about cell phone life. So the cell phone footage comes on when an officer shows up. Mm. There, there's no back footage to it. Nobody right. seems to have – Nobody's. Res- there's no responsibility to do your own uh, – looking into something you just critical thinking man we we preach and teach that on this show you gotta you gotta critically think for yourself yeah well we we live in a time now where you're almost fucking champion to not it's like here let me make you think oh, absolutely this. Here, don't don't even stress yourself about thinking because we'll think for you here's what you need to think and it is so bad now this footage starts the officer has already made contact with this woman and the way that i can speak for that school and i, I I can speak for Ohio school in the sense that somebody else has made contact with her. 
staff member has likely made contact. Most even pre-COVID, if somebody was doing something they did, the school didn't want, a staff member would have made contact with them, told them to stop doing whatever, smoking, you know, in an open auditorium or an open football, stuff like that. Yeah. So this woman refuses. Now, this is where I start splitting hairs with people because I am anti, anti mask mandate enforcement. I've never issued a citation for it, nor will I. Um, if you want to go to the gas station, get a pack of cigarettes and stand there and bullshit for 10 minutes outside with your buddy, I don't care. I'm not enforcing that. Here's where law enforcement gets kicked in, kicked in the dick, so to speak. I don't know if I can even say that. If not, you'll probably edit that no, out. No, you can I just said fuck, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> edit that out. I don't edit, I don't edit my uh, vocabulary, so if my guest... Oh. oh no! I have my vocabulary is a part of my therapy, man. That a boy, yeah. It just feels so, good sometimes. It just it does feel good. It's so the the kick in the dick that law enforcement takes is they the, the politics, the state level, and the government level politics have put in so much focus on this mask as a any interaction a cop has with a human, it is enforcing this order, and it's just not the case. The kick in the dick that we get is that cop is standing there watching a football game. Mm-hmm. This guy oak man i don't even call myself an oak i know my integrity is in check i know i'm a good cop i know i've helped people but this man is like an oak he's the he is that cop he's the guy that you you want your kids to see he's an sro in that county he's a good guy and somebody came to him and said hey we need you to go tell this woman that she has to either put that mask on or has to leave that's no different in a in in a in the idea of school sports you know this guy is cussing at the other team go tell him to stop cussing or he's going to have to leave Sure, that's different. It's a little different. Where that gets drawn is if the school adopts it as a policy. Now, what he did was go over and say, listen, they've told me that you have to have this on while you're here. Put this on or you're going to have to go. That's not him telling her she's got to mask up or get charged. He's on this school's But see, that's not, even his, that's not even your or a police officer's responsibility. That would be the people who are, are responsible of the public area there. Here's where, the, here's where the line, at least in Ohio, gets skewed with this. Yeah. So schools are not public nor private. They define it like it's quasi-public, quasi-private. If it was truly private... Um, well, don't they call care- them public schools? They do call them public schools. <laughs> and, yeah, they are funded by tax dollars. Right. Here, here where, here's where I guess a cop would fall into this shitstorm, okay? If you're at a game and you're yelling at a ref, you're not cussing at him, you're calling him a zebra, are you blind... I've seen it myself. Sure. My aunt, I'd love her heart. She got ejected out of games for that shit. Oh my God. We did that all the time growing up. You know, that was just part of it. Yeah. So you the fun of like, going to a game and yelling at the refs. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Harassing the refs. I have to find my balance. And sometimes I check myself on this because I watched this video and this guy's a monster. I mean, he's a big guy and um, she's a female. You, of course, it's a cell phone v- video. So all you can hear is what is just there. And he is essentially pleading with this woman look i don't care you know what you're doing the school is telling you to do this they're going to refund your money you're going to have to go now it's the same in this that you remove the order from it for a minute because the schools adopt them as a policy and if the school says you can't yell at the ref but you yell at the ref well then nobody's making a stink over the first amendment all right disrupt the game whatever and we are the we're called at the point where someone won't leave the property it's not making them wear that mask. It's at the point they won't leave the property. Yeah. So they put in this buffer spot that's bullshit because now you're asking them to follow the policy, which, no, we should not be in that spot. Yeah. If you somebody that needs removed, 
I'll come remove them. Because at, the at that point, they become, if it's private property, you know, at that point, if they're not abiding by that establishment's set guidelines, then they're trespassing. And exactly. then, then that, you know, then they're breaking the law and the police can, can do it. But you're not removing them because of the mass, you're removing them because they're, they're trespassing. Because of the trespassing. So yeah. when you watch the video, you, you can, not only through the video, now, like I said, this man is a big guy. This is a small framed female who at the point where the mask isn't even, now we're talking about trespassing. Like, ma'am, you're going to have to go. And she refuses that. I can tell you by my, my own experiences and that, just that kind of scenario. Yeah else's i've ever seen it's like there's either a line you have to draw with ask tell make to i mean you don't have to warn somebody this guy was going so far beyond that that you could see that he was he's the guy that you want to come handle your call he's he's being as as lenient yet he's doing diplomatic his job. trying to be diplomatic about it yeah absolutely yeah. um at some he continues to refuse to leave and he's like i'm gonna have to arrest you if you don't we're not talking about a mask. We're talking about you're at a property you're not allowed to be at now. Yeah. You got a gun. He refuses that. He tells her she's under arrest. She refuses that. He tries to put her in handcuffs and she fights. Now, there's a dynamic behind the taser. People want to think that that's a, a horrible weapon. I've tased the story that we'll tell in a minute. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I want to tell that. Not, not counting that incident, um, I have tased like six people in my entire 21 years, and four of them have been females. Four of them have been smaller frame females than me. I've been tased myself. I understand it sucks, but it's certainly a lot light, less likely for my 240-pound frame to injure a 150-pound woman. This guy, like I said, is a he's a big dude. Yeah. Choice that he made. Well, now it become oh my god, he tried to kill her with a taser. She fights the whole way. Within the next day, that the police department, the city, everybody's releasing their 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 press releases. And making it known in the first two lines that it was she was not arrested for that mask, was not charged with some kind of a violation of an order. She was charged with trespassing and resisting arrest. And that's the video that I, I made that I got the threat on, that I got a strike on. And when I made that video, it was like, yeah, I had my own spin on it because I got a kind of a salty but sarcasm. What, so how did the how did the the media was taking it as as what you Every just said? They were reporting it that way. They weren't reporting as police brutality or. Oh, no. It was every headline was woman tased for not wearing a mask and woman tased for uh, violating a mask order. Woman arrested for and then the excessive force kicked and, in. And But see that 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 fit their narrative because they're not about police brutality right now. They're about the mask. And so if you roll through, if you roll through the comments of that video, especially you will see everything from uh, police brutality to um the mask order it's, it's blip yeah but you see how the media could have spun that either way they wanted to there you know to fit their narratives no, with the police brutality uh, or you know they wanted to uh you know if you don't wear your mask looks what's going to happen to you you know which that's the highest on their agendas right now that's exactly the picture that got painted yeah man this, I, that's so unfortunate we, man that's unfortunate and we're seeing that everywhere you know not just uh, in ohio and but it's happening everywhere, and they're just trying to scare people. You know, it's it's a it's a fear game. They're trying yeah, to I've, evoke as much as much fear as they can into the American public into complying with their unconstitutional rules. They're not and even, the idea. The idea of of rational thought. Hey, man, it wasn't a mask order. She was arrested for trespassing. Right, trespass. They didn't even say no. that. I'm sure in their in their articles, did they? 
none, none of the big, the, the, the department did, but nobody cared about that part. Yeah. Locally, it probably did hit. There was a protest up there. The Didn't woman was tied to a stop group that showed up and protested the police department. Now, I'm sure this lady's suing y'all. Well, it's not and my county, but yes, I'm sure there's a lawsuit. Or <laughs> I'm sure there's there. a lawsuit going on. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we'll see what happens. That's unfortunate. And you got it. You've got that's the video that was taken down. So your video's not up anymore. No, on Instagram, that. it's still there. I okay. lost it on Facebook. Um, I'm getting it back from Facebook. Okay. Uh, they did like they did lift it, but I just haven't gotten it back from them. Yeah. Um, but it is on Instagram. Okay. Well, you got you let heads can go there and uh, check that video out. Um, so definitely jack wagon Renus going on there. No doubt about it. Um, the, the, the school system or whoever it is that put, that put you law enforcement in that situation to begin with are jack wagons. You know, they, they basically force your hand at that point to do something that obviously this guy didn't want to do. And he knew that it wasn't right that he, you know, that he had to do it, but, uh, they found their loophole, uh, in getting law enforcement to do the dirty work for him. And that become, here's why we don't want her here. Now do your cop stuff. Yeah. And it wouldn't have to PA it. This ain't nothing to do with this mask. I'm here because this woman has been asked to leave and she won't leave. No, they didn't care about that. No, it not became, at all. Not at all. Uh, definitely jack wagons. That's why I hold that. I will not enforce it. it it's you, you. They screw up when they make it. Well, for one thing, they screw up anyway by even trying to enforce the order as under a health order. They can fluff it all they want and call it a, a second degree misdemeanor and well, you made it a misdemeanor, so you get depression behind it. So, no, uh, it's it's not on my list. And you've completely gone black now, so I don't, I don't see you at all. Because <laughs> it's nighttime. Dark. I'm sitting in, my, sitting in my office in my car, so it went dark on me. It's it, dark now. It is dark. It is dark. I see. see? There you are. Now he's back drinking his, uh, uh-oh, are you going to get hit somebody with that tea? Is that a twisted tea? <laughs> Man, I'm in my car. In your car drinking it, a twisted tea. It's a rock star. Uh, is it a rock star? Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I give up on the carbonated stuff. Now, did you go over to uh, Kill Cliff while you were there? I did. I did. I went over and talked to that guy, and thank you for reminding me because I need to follow up with him. But those were Man, good. I never had Kill Cliff hooked, before. They hooked me up. They sent me like, oh, I can't. I, I can tell you that the the shipping would have probably cost more than the drink. They sent me a ton of that stuff. And I'm coming up to your house then with the vodka, I, man. I'm down to like. If you want one to mix, let me tell you that that Joe Rogan come up with a flavor. Uh-huh. It's called like a not spicy pineapple. It's 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 a pineapple one. It's but it's hot. It's like flame. <laughs> it's a hot have, pineapple. That's crazy. They have combined. A, you can taste the pineapple like you're biting into one. Yeah. But it's got like the cayenne pepper heat to it. Now it doesn't have. It don't taste like like hot sauce. Is it a more of a thermogenic type uh, yeah. drink? That's what it reminds you of. Okay, that's cool. What? You put that in some Tito's? Me and my buddies were having to talk about pineapples uh, the other day, and the the um, I don't know what you would call it, but why you eat pineapples? Like if you're getting ready to go on a date or something. Uh huh. You know, you know, see where I'm going with that? <laughs> I, just, I actually got told this less than 24 hours ago. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> well, I knew it. Yeah. Before I'd heard about it years ago, and. Um, I don't know how the conversation... Oh, I put orange in, in everything I drink, an orange slice. So sweet tea, water, beer, put an orange in it. So, Different. yeah, but I just, you know, I don't get scurvy. Yeah, well, <laughs> You never see me with scurvy, 
but one of the guys like, hey, do you ever put pineapple in your stuff? I was like, well, most places don't usually ha- have pineapples. Um, so that's kind of what got the conversation started on that. But we won't go, we won't go into the, to the reasoning behind that. You guys can Google it. Uh, I'd be curious if you could get your listeners, when they comment to this, that they just say, I know what the pineapple does. Yeah. What it does they to your anatomy, your physical anatomy. Yeah, they don't have to, they don't have to say anything specific. Just I looked it up. I, I Just I, say, been there, done it. <laughs> or been, been there, done it. There you, that, that's, how, that's how you'll know. Been there, yes. done it. Yeah. So that's a pretty good jack. Normally we'll have two or three, but I think we ran long on our jack wagon there. So let's, let's try to get some heroes in on uh, this segment. So anybody stand out to you, Rick, that's that's done something outstanding in our community, our world, um, that deserves recognition? Uh, doesn't have to be an individual. Could be a group of people. Could be an organization. Might even be a you know a thing. I'm curious just to what you think a thing would be. Give me give me you give me an example a th- of a thing of a thing like uh, like a product like um, like a rubber band you know. Like, hey, a rubber band is one of the greatest inventions ever. So I want to throw it on the... the So here's the thing, then. Whoever came up with the metaphor of 2020 or anything that is that described as a dumpster fire, Uh um, I feel like whoever created that one-liner on this list, I have used dumpster, dumpster fire to explain more things then I have derogatory comments about either one of my ex-wives of who I get along with now. <laughs> okay. So whoever with the dumpster fire, I'm going to use that as my thing. That is a that is a classic definition, picture, image, explanation, expression, or emotion of what the hell 2020 was that we just came. Of course, 2021 looks like it's going to be like a full. It's going to be a forest like, fire. It's going to be a full like like whatever they call like the the dumpsters get taken to like the, the, the dam. Uh-huh. What the hell is that called? The, the dump? big ass. Is it the dump? The dump? Is yeah. it a dump? The city dump? Yeah. The city dump fire. That's yeah. going to be 20. <laughs> so we'll coin it now. We're going to call it. We're going to say that we said that. I think it's going to be a California forest fire is what I think. California forest fire. Hell yeah. Organizations. I tell you what organizations, um, humanizing the badge has, has stayed as focused and as true to their organization as far as positive law enforcement, um, positive outreach in law enforcement through all of this show that 2021 was, through the rioting, through all of everything, everything that was negative towards public safety, humanizing the badge as an organization stayed focused on what their cause is. Um, there's a lot of guys in uh, larger pages of my guys. That I, how I thought were older than me, only to meet them in D.C. to find out that I was old enough to be their F freaking uncle um <laughs> those guys were all part of that original group of humanizing the badge like mike the cop and and officer daniels um as an organization humanizing the badge would definitely stay on that positive side okay do you know the the link to that it is just humanizing the badge now there's a lot of people that'll hashtag that um but they're on instagram and facebook um traditionally they just have like a, a thin blue line flag as their symbol <clears throat> okay um is this a non-profit? A of, it's a non-profit. Uh, there's a lot of links inside that, so to speak, that go to the uh, the COPS organization that a lot of the donations through COPS goes to, like, the memorial at D.C., uh, Relentless Defenders tied in through that. And, if and, and I'm again, I don't like to sound like I'm plugging um, air, um, 
relentless defender as a as an apparel company it, most of their stuff is geared towards law enforcement mm-hmm. um what aaron slater does with that company and what he pays back out to people not just cops not just families of, of fallen officers um his his company's dumped out i hate to misquote him but in excess of we're talking just i've i've paid the bills i've 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 paid my employees i've made my money and now here's the million dollars that I'm donating out to all this stuff. And that man is, none of this has changed him. What's the name of his company? Relentless Defender. It's an apparel company uh, in Texas. They're, they're, I think he's, I don't know if he's in Houston or if he's close to Houston, Texas. Um, I got to go to DC, not 2020. That's asked everything up. So it'd have been 2019 for police week. Police week. Uh, Because of him, um, we went to this, the banquet, the gala there that's, basically all the people that donate into this cops organization. Um, and you know, he's just one shop, like this is one business and he stands up in whatever, you know, gold, silver, bronze category. And I can't remember the figure they, they said this man had, had put back and it's like, and he was still active. I think he's retired now, but, it, or he bumped down to part time, but this dude's still working. Like, so it says that, here, relentless defender, the brand uh, was established as a thin blue clothing line. Built on a platform of support for our brothers and sisters in blue, whether you're a retired peace officer or just getting started, we understand the obstacles officers face each day. Many are uh, uh, spit at, threatened, abused, hated, and killed. Saw a lot of that this past year. All by those we selflessly serve. In defense of these uh, obstacles, we gear up and face them head-on, becoming an unbreakable thin blue line that separates the predator and its prey and he holds that like it's an anthem that, that this this climate this bullshit narrative slater yeah he is he is a a top shelf dude and you can if you see his stuff on social media it don't change him it, it, it's like fuels that man you know it, it oh, fuels sure. what his drive is um and unfortunately I, we've seen it this last year how many officers up and just retired out guys that were quitting the, right on, in the middle of their shift. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not talking down to those guys. They did what they did for whatever reasons they did it for. But the ones that that kind of shit fuels, um, that it doesn't make them stop doing what their focus is, and those are that's that's the hero group you're talking about. There's an implied idea in law enforcement, you know, you know to make the place better, to save someone's life. Do it. There's all that, like, catchphrases to that shit. Yeah. The ones that for the right reasons. Um, I don't care where you live and the cost of living's high, but you make six figures as a cop in New York. If you've been there for a while or you're, you know, there's, I tell you what guys make down here, it would been embarrassing. Um, <laughs> and, and they, so they're not doing it for this salary. Sure. You do an opposition is because they're bullied as a kid in high school and they just wanted to abuse their power and all that bullshit you'll see on my page and the opposition comments. They don't know sh- the rat shit from rice Krispies, man. I grew up hard. I grew up in a shit. There's those analogies coming. I want to hear those. Keep <laughs> you get me off, man. I'll come up with stuff. I might have to jot down something to, to add to that. None of my shit's rehearsed. None of, I don't script none of my videos. I don't, I just. You come up with some of the, the greatest, uh, like rat shit to rice krispies kind of stuff. It's hilarious. I love it's it. It's because you can picture that. If you didn't know rat shit from rice krispies, where do your IQ level fall? Right. And if, Bulls that jump on a social media post and bark from the back like they know what they're talking about, and they don't because they can't determine that shit from Rice Krispies. <laughs> so, and a mouthful of one of them. 
uh, the guys that hold through all that shit, and that's me. I mean, I, I, I love my area. I love the people that I police, the communities that I'm being a deputy. I'm in a bunch of different communities. Just because I talk the way I talk, I always tell my kids, um, girlfriend, that my vocabulary is bad, and I don't mean cuss words. It's just I, my explanation of things just don't sound like other people's. The difference between, and my mom hates when I bring this up. I remember being like 80s kid, right? When Eddie Murphy Raw come out. Oh, yeah. Love that. We got sent outside. Like, we ain't allowed to be in the house when they're watching it. Oh, yeah. You couldn't. You, uh, my parents never knew I watched that. No, I would have I got my ass busted. But I can remember them going, like, go outside. And that's like August, and it's dark. And I might be, like, second grade. Like, throw you outside with, like, a pitcher of Kool-Aid and a couple of bologna sandwiches because we're watching some shit. And me and my brother, I've got th- I got two, a twin and a younger brother, but he would have been way too little. Me and my twin are at the back side of the house listening to the wall. At Eddie Murphy. At Eddie Murphy. I had no Raw. idea what he was doing. We just knew that it was making my parents laugh. Uh, it's it, To this day, it is still hilarious. If, if, it is. If you haven't I watched re- it, you got to go watch Eddie Murphy Absolutely. Raw. It's classic. I reference that movie as a 42-year-old guy. When people, when I make a joke and somebody says something like, uh, I can't believe you said that, that, you know, you're awful. And, and I was like, bullshit. Don't, don't tell me that somewhere in your life you didn't giggle at some shit like that. And then I, mm-hmm. it clicks in my head with Eddie Murphy. That day in my life of, of being like seven, eight years old, sticking my ear to the, and listening to my parents rolling, not having a clue what this man was talking about. Yeah. I get older and watch it for the first time, and I'm laughing like a hyena at that. That, that comedy is like it's – it was Roll a little Charlie around. He'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> rolling as a, a teenager. Just sprinkles. It, like, Just sprinkles. Oh. <laughs> Man, we'll start going back and forth on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. It is so. I, so the the generation of today know Eddie Murphy as you know Disney Disney five. Yeah, all that. Uh, you go back and listen to that Eddie Murphy, you're gonna go, that ain't the same guy. But yeah, it is. That's why I reference it. I'll tell people the only difference between me and you is I'm the guy that was watching Eddie Murphy with a VHS tape, laughing my ass off in the '80s, and you were the one outside sticking your ear to the door. Laughing at it too, but didn't want nobody else to see you. Oh yeah, well, like I said, I'm a little little older in you, so Richard Pryor. You know, I got I got a good dose oh, of Richard Pryor before Eddie Murphy. Absolutely, I go back and watch all that old shit. George Carlin, people that laughed back oh, then, God, yeah. they weren't getting they were getting soaked by the public because they had that sense of humor. The only difference is people will say, "Hey, I love watching Eddie Murphy raw," and the other people are listening from outside the wall. They're still listening. They're still laughing. But when you put a light on them, they're like, oh, no, not me. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Yeah. So I am just embrace the negativity as I get older because I know they're not different. They just don't have the balls to say that they're, diff- so they're, they're the same. That's my hero. I'm throwing the old Eddie Murphy of the 80s on Lead Force One. The, the Eddie Murphy Raw. He gets a ride on Lead Force One. The, the Saturday Night Live Eddie Murphy. Gumby. Oh, you remember yeah, Gumby? So- Hell yes! I just was watching some old episodes of that like maybe a week ago. <laughs> so our listeners are like, "What the hell are these old farts talking about?" I wasn't <laughs> thinking about that kind of stuff for the list, man. You'd have to throw a uh, Dennis Miller. Oh I yeah, mean, he was the he was the king of whips, man. He was so quick. So I try to achieve like Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool level one-liners. That's my goal in life. I but mean, when you look at Dennis Miller. Nobody can top him with one-liners, man. That guy. Man, stick a microphone in his face and, and just turn him on. So intellectual, too. I Absolutely. mean, some of the shit, I mean, is just like way over my head. 
that's the way that I, I guess I, way I think. So whenever I talk to people or I make a video or do whatever, it's just the way it comes out. I know there's people that get it because I'll get a response back like, holy shit, I never thought of it that way. Well, let's, well, you, let's do that. Go ahead. Let's, let's, I want to get some of these questions. I know you got uh, limited time here. I want to make sure we get these listener questions in. You go ahead. You want me, do you want me to look while you, you got some right there? Well, I'll, I'll look them up, but while, while I'm looking these up, I want you to tell the story, uh, you know, how you got involved with this. What got you started with okay. the, with okay. the Officer Smith uh, persona, we'll call it. Okay, so I got a twin brother I mentioned earlier, and at the time, he was a, a county commissioner. So he's an elected guy. He's always in, like, our state capitol. He's always bumping elbows with fancy people and smart people that wear suits and shit. And Hobnobbing then, with the rich, baby. <laughs> yeah, you've got We come from the same house, ate at the same table. I tell people this is a joke. If you split a human being in half and they've got the good side, the bad side, the angel and the devil, whatever you want to do. Right. Um, that's twins, twins, Arnold and, and uh, Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah, we, we have that, that same thing. That's a good that's a good that's a good comparison. Um, so he is currently a he's a full time preacher. Right. I'm the guy that you see on social media. Oh, my God. He's a preacher. <laughs> he's a preacher. People ask me, are you really like you are in, in real life as you are in your videos? The short answer is yes. My face is just not filtered that way, but yes. We have the same sense of humor, though. So when he was back in his commissioner days, he was in Columbus. He had probably sent me a meme or something, some cracked a joke at me. So I had just got Snapchat, uh, old school Snapchat, first filter that popped up. I recorded a video and I sent it to him, 60 seconds or less. That's all you could do. Knowing that he would likely open that thing up, knowing he probably didn't have his phone silent, and I would catch him in a group of people like that. So I did that. He's like, asshole. I was around people when you did that. <laughs> you know, the ball's in your court, pal. What do you got next? Uh, what he did with that Brotherly love. Oh, it's constant. We are 42 and still act like we're 12-year-old tw twins that still go after it. each other. So he sends that video to a page called Ohio Going Blue. Ohio Going Blue posted it. Well, they posted it as a video. So it appeared to be like theirs. They got some hits off of it, messaged him back, said, hey, if you make any more of those, send them to us. He told me I made another one, sent it to him. He sent it to them. I got hooked up with their admin people. They basically taught me how to set the page up. I'd made that page private, made a couple of videos, basically had my Facebook regular friends on it, uh, maybe a few outsiders, but it wasn't it wasn't anything that I'd ever put any thought. I didn't have a cover photo. I just did some stuff. Well, then my hat's off to the man. I owe him everything, and I tell him that every time I talk to him. Uh, Officer Daniels, if you, if you follow cops on social media, Officer Daniels is a household name. He's been, he's like one of the originals next to Mike, the cop. Um, I'd started my Twitter page cause my boy told me I should. So someone didn't steal my name cause they did on YouTube. And I get a message from a page that says officer Daniels. I thought it was a clone page. Didn't respond to it. I was at the range for rifle for like 12 hours, get the message. I'm like, I'll message that guy back later. A couple days later, I message him back and I kind of like mess with him. Like if it's really him, he'll chime in. So I'm like, sorry about the delay. His message said, how come you've been on social media for six months? We haven't got together, done something. My response was something like, um, sorry about the delay, but to be honest with you, man, I don't, I don't fuck with amateurs. Knowing <laughs> if it was really him, I'd get a response back. Yeah. So I get a video message back at him flipping me off. It's like, man, it's really me. I'm like, holy shit, that's Officer Daniels. He had shared one of my original videos, and it was the first one that I got that went viral. Uh, my page got turned on public, and it, it just blew up. And so what year was that? Um, I think I've been on for four years, maybe four years. Okay. There was like a 17, 18 chunk in there where it like went from private to public. Um, my son, he's 13 now at the time. He's like real smart kid. I mean, he's like, definitely got that from his mom, not me. And he's telling me, <laughs> Hey, you gotta do this. You gotta do that. And 
and I started opening up the other platforms at the time before all this social media bullshit, it was because I was getting my name yanked and people were taking my videos and making their own pages. Right. Um, and it's my kid to help me straighten that out. And that's where I'm at now. Current that's what I need. I need a kid to help me run my social yeah, media. Because <laughs> when I say I need an adult, I say that at least once a day. I'm not lying. I need a ha- Actually, I say I need a handler. I need handler. someone. To- yeah. Right now, my kids are my handler. Uh, g- my girlfriend keeps me from like probably can. She's probably my handler, and my kids are my adults. If that makes sense. That does make sense. That makes that's a how lot my sense. Page grew up. I chase my pages around. You know, I like to see my Instagram go up, um, but I don't know that it matters anymore, man. The superpowers that are social media. Did you look at that face. My thing is smoking weed in that. Did yeah. you do that or did I? No, I'm taking I'm taking snapshots for show post. Well, that was horrible. It looked like. Um, well, give me a, give me a good one then. I look like Carl from fucking Sling Blade. Carl from Sling Blade. <laughs> Either Carl from Sling Blade or the guy from Men in Black One, Earl Egger. Egger. The first, yeah, like right before Egger turned into the alien. Into the like, alien. I was all fucked up right there. So that's anyway, cool. that's the short. Story. He was in uh, Full Metal Jacket with Gunny. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah. I had I had argued that when that movie came out. Defranado, whatever his name is. Like that's that's. That's pile. No, it's not. That's yeah, Cobra that's, pile. Yeah. Pile. Yeah, it is. All so right, that's, that's it. Short, so that's the short, short and sweet version of it. Uh, and you've exploded since then. Well, I do send inappropriate messages to people. There you so. go. That's nice. Let's go to our our messages here. Okay. And this one says for Officer Smith. This is from Rebecca. This is on Instagram. Rebecca Offman. Now, is this from your page or mine? Because I'm telling you that they're going to be different. I can already We'll feel switch it over. I... This is for mine right now. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll take some from yours. We'll take some from mine. Uh, this is Rebecca Hoffman, 3109. This is for Officer Smith. What did you think of the riots in Washington? The riots in Washington. This is where I'd like to The riots are the protests because they're two different things. Yeah. Just so like that's, that's right. Black Lives Matters and Antifa bullcrap. That's where I was going to start it with. There was just two different things going on there. Yeah. I had friends that were at that rally. I had friends that were um, <laughs> at too. the rally. The uh, Save America rally, I think is what they called it. Was it the Save America? Yeah. The original actual rally. There's absolutely a, a, a solid line between the protest and that rally. Um, if I exclude the rally and just talk about not to talk about the way the media is doing it, but the protest. And I air quoted that even though people can't see it. Sure. A person's going to protest whether or not it was by design, the individual that wanted to do it, whatever. The actual criminal protest, I'll say it, the criminal activity inside the group of people as an officer who holds my, I hold my job seriously and my personality is kind of like an asshole. That if there was a crime committed, the individual should have been held accountable for the crime that they committed. That was not a riot. Because The riot was not, in my eyes, the riot was not geared because of that rally. It was two separate things. And if people can't say that, then you can't say that a Black Lives Matter protest in Minneapolis because the frontline people were holding a sign. Now, you, I don't care what your sign says. We had a, we had a true peaceful demonstration here during all that every town had them we had sure. one that went off without a hitch but there was also a line drawn there like you we will protect your first amendment 
you can do what you're allowed to do, but don't for a second think that chucking a brick at somebody or violence is not protesting. It is not protesting. And I think that people, because of the, the super heads, like the governors and the fucking city councils and opposition of our president, all of the things that get encouraged for the behavior. Well, I'm a little kid now. My mom said I could do it. You can't hold me accountable for it. My dad said I could do it. Mm-hmm. So you can't call one without the other. And until our, our superheads uh, decide to call them the same one way or the other, it was truly split. I will say that anybody that was violating criminal law with criminal intent, whether it be a victim or a piece of property, should be held accountable if they get caught and they get investigated and go through the chain of the criminal justice system. But I, I'm not calling Trump's rally a protest. He was no. rallying followers. I mean... Yeah, and he wasn't he wasn't calling for uh, violence either. If you listen to his actual speech, not what they cut up on the media and and, and let you hear, make you know, make you think, uh, he he wasn't calling for violence at all. So here's an analogy because I speak in analogies and metaphor. You've played sports, absolutely. Played. Yeah. All right, so I want you to picture the halftime in in the locker room. Mm. And the coaches that will say with football and the line coaches are running around saying, I want you guys to go out there and I want you to smash somebody. I want to see points on the board, whatever. Yeah. Kill them. I want you to go out there and kill them. There's a kill them. Go out there and kill them. That's that's even a better one. That's more direct to the bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. Go out there and I want you to kill them. There's phrases that everybody, again, back to the Eddie Murphy thing, who's watching it, believing it, listening, who's listening to a wall, has heard that from somebody. Now, if that coach waits for every single human being to walk out of that locker room and then grabs you from the back, says, come here for a minute. No, I literally want you to take this knife and put it up, you know, up your sleeve. And I want you to go out there and I want you to kill the quarterback. It's completely fucking different than the rally that happened inside that locker room. Well, Trump all of a sudden became the guy that stopped everybody and said, go burn something, go kill somebody, go, and that's bullshit. And I hear people say, but he's the president. Okay, but there's governors that said, where does it say in the Constitution well, that a protest? Let's rewind to Obama and uh, when he was inciting violence against police officers. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? He is the, Cuomo's brother, the one that does uh, He's a douche. They're both douches. <laughs> To, to millions and says, where does it say in the Constitution that a protest is to be peaceful? My my son was 12 at the time, and he goes, literally, in the Constitution. <laughs> right there in the Constitution. Hey, this is a kid. This isn't a kid that's spoon-fed by a conservative father. That's a smart, a smart kid that paid attention in history class. Yeah. But if you're on the side that says, oh, look, Dad said I could go do it. If they don't Makes label it, right. them, yeah. if labeling it the same, man, I... I will tell you there was criminal activity at the Capitol. People were hurt, killed, and attacked. There were victims of the Capitol. Um, but it is separate from a it is separate from it's separate the rally, from the protest, yeah. Protest to the criminal behavior. And if you gotta call it that way, it's all that way. Yeah. And if you're calling this a riot and you're not calling the the Antifa and the Black Lives Matter where they took over a freaking city. They started their own city for how many weeks and they just let them do it. You I know, also made a You're the problem. About- in case anybody wants to check that out. You did what? Um, it, it is on, still on Facebook. I think it's still on. It's t- it's pinned to the top of my Facebook page. It's a defund the police video. Oh, yeah. I and, watched that today, yeah. And I mentioned, I got to mention Chaz in that. You uh, you should do, did you do a video with your son uh, and the video clip of Cuomo with the Constitution thing? That would be great, like you did with your daughter and the, uh, the Christmas you know, one? I, I think we're going to have to revisit that one. My son, yeah, I did. 
he'll appreciate that because he's mad that I've included his sisters and not him (laughs) and I haven't got him in another one, but yeah, that's, that's, that's a good one. We're going to have to revisit that one. Yeah, that would be a good one. All right, let's go to, uh, girls go faster on Instagram. What is the worst DM you ever got from what's the X call them badge bunnies? I can only imagine your inbox, green face, uh, laughy face. I think I actually saw that one. So Hashtag I will tell you, stay off Tinder. <laughs> I love that end, by the way. I read that one too. Okay. Um, I will say that up front, and when it started, I looked at my inbox like anybody else's mailbox. I was opening every message and trying to respond to everybody. And then somewhere in the middle of the night, one night, it turned into a place that I don't go uh, unless three things have occurred. One, I take my birth control. I don't touch my inbox unless I birth control. Yep. Wear, wear rubber gloves or have hand sanitizer immediately after I'm finished checking the inbox. I will tell uh, that that the lady that asked that question that you – now, don't get me wrong. I, I get way more cool, positive messages from people than, than, than what she's asking. But I have opened up a, a DM that had no message to it whatsoever, none. It was just a single picture. I'm not exaggerating when I said I held my phone at every possible angle and every single light that I could to try to figure out what it was that was sent to me. I concluded that it was either some, some sort of an animal that was, that was fighting for the end of its life, <laughs> that it was caught in the rain, <laughs> had not shed its fur coat, it, and it could, have been, it could have been injured. It could have been a physical injury. It was either that or somebody, God love her heart. I'm, con- I'm sure <laughs> I'm guessing I'm leaning towards a female. God love her heart. That you hope she so confident that whenever I opened it, she must have been on standby to see that I read that message. Mm-hmm. And her text came back was speechless, huh? With a question mark. All I could respond to was, yeah, yes, I am in fact speechless. <laughs> Horrified that, and speechless. <laughs> I want you to picture what I described and that's what I that's the worst one I ever got. Yeah, I was gonna eat dinner after this, but uh, make sure you take catch me a minute. It. It's gotta in the you gotta be it's gotta be on the rain. Like it's gotta be on the side of the road in a in a, in a it, thunder. It, lo- it looks like this dog I'm looking at right now. You know, you that wet dog there so, eating a duck. <laughs> So if I got a dog, if, no, I would have probably messaged that one back. So amplify <laughs> that one a little bit more. Right. <laughs> but God That's left confidence. He was like speechless, huh? Yes, ma'am. I am in fact speechless. So uh, let's take another one here and then we'll jump over to yours. Looks like uh, Orias Osiris, Osiris 9-11, did you ever think you would go viral and make so many people laugh? Be safe, brother, from Ed Bradley 911. The short answer, absolutely not. I didn't even know what viral meant. I had to Google it whenever one of my dispatchers from the PD I was at when I made my stuff, I said, what does viral mean? Does it have a number? Like, what does it mean? Like COVID-19? So is that- <laughs> I had no expectations. I had no idea what it would do. Um, the fact that he covered the make so many people laugh is why I'm in it still today. Like, it is the... I've always been a cut up, always. The idea that somebody I don't know, never met, looking at him through a handle name, uh, comments like, woke up feeling like shit, day changed. Um, 
um, private messages about the worst pot. Man, I've read some messages from people that's like short books of their entire life, especially with some of the veterans and catch a video that I forgot I even posted and then send it back to him like this, this right here, man, changed my day. Thank you for that. I mean, I don't know. It ain't fame and it ain't fortune, man. But the idea that somebody I don't know on the other side of the world is like their day just got dusted. Exactly. Like I said, like we said earlier, man, that's what, that's what keeps me going on this too, man. It's 100%. It's, it's seeing the satisfaction that, uh, that our listeners get. Um, Maybe they learn something, you know, maybe they uh, get a new appreciation for something, but you know, it's, it's that feedback, that positive, that positive feedback that really uh, drives me anyway, man. Those negatives keep my shit sharp. So you will look through my comments and you'll see a negative. If you see that I responded to it, read into that. Cause I, I don't hold back on the negatives either. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right. We're jumping over to yours now. Um, a lot of, a lot of ladies, man, you do have quite the, the female following here. It is not. It is. Sarah Alice is just laughing. Uh, long H O M long home chick. H O M C H I C K. You're a gluten for punishment, huh? Laffy Laffy. Tina Gleason Davis. Laffy Laffy Laffy. Um, T L Weir eighty three. Are you P D or S O? So in real life, I'm a deputy sheriff from sheriff's office. Okay. Megatron for twenty twenty. How much did you cry after Alabama whooped that ass? <laughs> I am still suffering. Go because SEC, baby. I don't hide my Ohio uh, banner. Um, I don't hide it. And, and and after that game, yeah, I've been – we have a therapy group here. We meet um, – we don't meet very often, but we've met since the other night. A C K I S O N B. A kick sunbee? Sunbee? I don't know. I can't read some of these names. They they probably mean something, but I, I'm not getting the right – I'm just as bad. Uh, enunciation for it. So no question. Just thank you for keeping us fellow Ohioans safe. That's nice. Yeah, that's the stuff. Even them little things like that, man. That's. Yeah. Um, I think I know the answer to this one. I think I heard this somewhere. What's your most favorite band? So I don't want to cut anybody off on this. Like I just picked up a couple new ones, and and so I can't call them favorite, but they've been burning up in my car. No Resolve would be the newest like top shelf band and i actually found them on tiktok okay didn't know that existed if you haven't heard no resolve man they do some covers um love um i'm a hard rock guy just to stick with like the now i gotta put shine down and breaking benjamin like my top two okay shine down is who i thought you were gonna say yeah i'm an old i'm a aussie fan like i i got old school bands too but like the type of music that I'm constantly in my car is that shine down style rock. It depends on what kind of mood I'm in. I like, I like all genres of music. You know, I like Frank Sinatra, you know, back to that era. I like the Frank Sinatra. I like the, the heavy metal thrashing, uh, five finger death punch. Love five finger. Death. I like Casey and the sunshine band, you know, it's, I, it's just, I wouldn't kick you out of the car for that. The cranberries. Drop- uh, I mean, it's, it's very diverse. You dropped country music on my radio. I'm probably going to hit a guardrail. I like some country music too. It's not my like go to for for any means, but a uh, little Blake Shelton. I like Blake Shelton. You go country mid '90s and back. I'm all day with it. I guess I refer to country. Lori Morgan. Country. Love Lori Morgan, man. Love me some Lori Morgan. 
Hell yeah. Uh, another girl, she's got a bunch of hearts and says, damn it. I think she's got a heart on for you. <laughs> I don't, girl would. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know the question there. We'll just, we'll just move on past that. We'll I, call that one girl would. And yeah, we'll call that girl. We'll go back to, uh, let's go back to mine. Uh, I think there was another fellow Ohioan on here. Let's see. Yes, right here. So he's, this is a long time leadhead. Jay Edgar Paradox says, Hey, Officer Smith. I am a fellow Ohioan. Sum up 2020 and your thoughts on 2021, which I think we already did. I am from the area. Uh, is tanned with Smitty. I stand with Smitty. Uh, can oh, you talk on this issue? So uh, he's from the county where the, the officer I was talking about that tased that. that okay, that was that one. Okay. And I will tell you for a community, and it's a little bigger than my community, but you want to talk about a community outright rallying rallying behind one of their officers. That 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 community, man, they blew it up up there. And that hashtag is is a page, it's a hashtag, and they also created a page that's I stand with Smitty because we're talking about, like I said, an oak that was being attacked for doing his job, but he was being used um, he was a for that bullshit narrative over this mask, man. and yeah. that community knew it. And they knew that based on the way he worked. Yeah. They, uh, we had a beep there. I thought maybe you stopped, you stopped moving, so I thought maybe something happened. No, I'm here. I'm just reading. <laughs> so, oh, you just went like stationary to read. How I thought you froze. No, no, I'm um, the reason why I think I connect with those guys so easily is that we're from the same type of community. And I guarantee you he has, he has supporters that were anti-mask, anti-all of that. They knew that he was used in that. And that what his job was that day was was just. And he handled that woman with kid gloves and he did the right thing by his job. And they were exploiting that based on this mask. And anybody that's ever followed anything that I put on that page, on that video, that I still stand with that guy. Um, I hope he was hope the the guy that's uh, you're talking about. I didn't catch his name. Yeah. I hope he's doing a after the Buckeyes lost too, man. I'm already worried about him because I know now. Yeah, Jay Edgar, he's a he's a longtime leadhead. So, uh, but yeah, he's obviously supporting Officer Smitty there. So, I stand with Smitty. I guess you guys can can find that and uh, help support Officer Smitty and get those assholes off his back. Um, Bonnie Smith says, "Do you enjoy your sandwich with the lights on or off? It's just a sandwich, right?" So there's a, a TikTok, <laughs> there's a TikTok that I did that I've shared to Instagram. The lady is a um, plastic surgeon here in, uh, up in Columbus. Her content is hilarious because she films in in her office, and she was referencing to ladies, and she held up two sub sandwiches, and she said, "Which sandwich are you?" And there was a Arby's uh, air quote again style ham sandwich, and then a ham sandwich that wasn't so thick and uh-huh. meat. Arby's, we have the beef. <laughs> you can see where I'm going with that, that the uh, reference to the ham sandwich. I made a video with her TikTok that said it didn't matter what type of ham sandwich. A guy's not going to care <laughs> as long as the bread's not stale and the meat's not turned. So to answer that stale question. Stale or soggy, and yeah. And I'm only talking about a sandwich here. Um, I don't have a preference in sandwich, and I'll eat it the sandwich for mm-hmm. lunch under a, a tree in broad daylight with a picnic blanket or you know, for a late night, late he'll, night snack. He'll eat it like a banana pie. <laughs> oh, the, yeah, so the, 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 <laughs> they're all banana pies to me. 
Because um, I know you edit this standby with that last question because I'm gonna throw my kid in the car with me real quick. Okay. We don't have we don't have to cut off yet. Just give me a second. Okay. Okay, I'm back. Okay. You this get- kid's got her. She got her phone with her. You wanna say hi? Hi. What's up, chick? And things see you. I'm Marty. How are you? Can you tell him your name. Adrian. Adrian. Her name is Adrian. And and guess where I picked that from? Rocky. Uh, Rocky Balboa, baby. You're Adrian. Die-hard die Rocky fan, and this kid got named after Adrian. Oh, bless her heart. It's a good name, though. Can't can't go wrong with Adrian. You sit back on your phone. We're gonna keep talking. She's she's a pretty mild kid, so she won't do anything crazy. Okay, so. So I'm going to cut out a lot of these tender questions here. <laughs> We're going to I can imagine. skip over. They can they can ask you those on Tinder. Uh, just call me Bug. Uh, you might want to go read hers. Just saying. Um, Amy one rosier. ear. Uh, <laughs> might want to go. Boxers are brief. Uh, I'll ask hers. Somebody are, somebody I'm was bound combo. to ask. <laughs> I'm a combo guy. I'm a boxer brief guy. Yeah, that's what I like too. Boxer briefs, baby. Love them. Uh, let's jump over to Facebook. We'll take a couple of those, and then uh, uh, I'm assuming by this, your girlfriend's name is Jessica. No, so Jessica's got. There's a story with Jessica, but okay, go she's, ahead she's defending you. She's defending you. Yeah. Oh, uh, Joseph David asked, "Do you use just for men a touch of gray, or is it natural?" So here's what I tell assholes that I work with. So there's a touch of the touch of gray that is marketed to to men our age is a person that has a lot of gray hair and they're trying to color some of it dark. Yes. True. I actually I actually have a, a full mane of dark brown hair. I add the gray to it. Ah, uh, a little reverse psychology. So, and it's my it's my own like my own product. I, it's not for sale. You can't find it anywhere. Um, I do it to be distinguished. I got you. It does add a distinguishing look, you know. But I've got to do something because it looks like this side is getting, I'm, I'm screwing up and putting a little too much gray on this side. You're getting patches over on the left? I've got a dominant patch on the left and then like this trying to catch up to it patch on the right. Well, that's because your left brain's more active because you're very creative, you know. I'm going to add that to the marketing side of this product when I do release it to the public. (laughs) There you go. If you're a creative person. I cut my own hair. I've been cutting my own hair and nobody believes that because I I do put a little style to it. Okay. And I tell you at the office, because I get dog, you can imagine what kind of shit I take where I work. And I, I get it from the top all the way down to the rookie and it's over my hair. And they're like, what shit do you have in your hair? And and here's the theory behind what I, if I wash my hair and dry it and show you my hair, yeah, it is like, it is more gray than not. Yeah. I don't put a color in it. I put a, a, a product in it that fuses the dark hairs to the silver ones and it takes away some of the silvers. I got you. I got you. That's what I do. I haven't reached, I mean, I'm 49, like I said, I'm almost 50 uh, and I haven't had that problem yet. So I still got I got good genes from my dad. Well, look me up when you do, and I'll give you the product that fuses them together. All right, all right. It's we'll just a well now the the beard is uh you know a little gray in the beard when I grow it out. So I'll, I'll hit you up with gray. that. You give me your secrets, trade secrets. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep you informed. How do you unwind after a shift? Shula Shepard wants to know. So two things: the little thing that just jumped in the back seat here with me. My kids are my hobby. 
Um, my oldest will be 16 in February. Uh, my boy is 13. My little one back here is six. Yo, Adrian. My, my older two are in sports. I love my, my kids in sports. I just love it. Um, so anything that has to do with my kids, whether it's now, like, like I said, my older one's getting ready to drive. She wants a car. So she's like, I'm her favorite because she knows I'm the one that's going to get her to the car. So it's like the relationship that I have with my kids. I tell people my, my son is 13, man, and he is my best friend. It's not just because he's my kid. Like that boy talks to me like I talk. I'm talking to you. Maybe not so much cussing. But we like, we got to get him on the show then. <laughs> he is he is probably the sharpest, and, and everybody says it about their kids. I get it, but my son is a is a rational thinker, and he he keeps me in check. Like he, the friendship that I have with him is awesome. All my kids, but like they're all individual. My son's like that one buddy that you call when you need something, whether it's to talk or whatever. My daughter, she she keeps me the right kind of man because I, I believe that the way we are with our daughters, that's the guy that they're going to look for. So she keeps me in check as that guy. This little thing back here, she keeps my age in check because most people are like, oh, my God, you're 42 and got a six-year-old. I'm like, yeah, but she slowed me down. So, like, my kids are <laughs> five one. They all three, they, they do it. Dude, you, and just, then, you just earned major tender points there. <laughs> you know, after I said that, I thought, what's gonna happen and it it's unfortunately man it's not a it's not a it's not a catchphrase it's like the legit thing my kids are what i that's how i unwind if i'm if it's a bad bad day at work and and you can imagine the different types of sure. calls we get yeah. especially calls involving kids not them being bad i'm talking about that disrupted life that they shouldn't be living in and then i see mine and it just keeps me leveled like my kids hopefully i'm doing them right and it and that task as a being a good parent is actually how I unwind. I can see a smile on my kid's face that I couldn't see on this kid's face at a call, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, aside from beating that up, my kids being how I unwind social media, man, I connect with people that I wouldn't have a chance to meet talk, like you, for example, I wouldn't have ran into you in Georgia, bullshitting underneath that easy up, uh, getting that awesome ass business card and then doing this <laughs> podcast with you. social media has now became a way that I unwind. I go to other people's content that I enjoy. Yeah. Go to my comments and see stuff that's positive that I enjoy. That's how, uh, that's really how this, this podcast got started. And it started off as a hobby. Uh, just something that me and my buddy did to unwind and uh, something that we enjoyed doing and hopefully others enjoyed it. And, uh, they did. And yeah, you know, sure. we, we grew from there nine years later, you know, I'm still doing it. So, uh, do what you love, you know? Absolutely. So uh, let me ask a couple more here, and then I've got a question for you. And these are these are funny ones. Stacy Mason, man girdles. Why? She'd probably ask him why I call them man girdles. Okay. And that's that's the bulletproof vest, bullet resistant vest, whatever you want to call it. So I am not an in shape guy. I'm not a you know big old fat ass, but I am. I struggle. I'm a I'm a I'm a skinny fat person. We'll say. Yeah. So. You age. like your fast food? I like a little bit. Yeah. I like my Taco older, Bell. A Taco Bell is not considered fast food if you do it right. Hook me, uh, look me up and I'll teach you, you put, the right things to Ask them to put bacon on it and it's not fast food. It's not fast food. Um, I can't roll through McDonald's unless I plan ahead. I cannot. But I do like a, a, a bit of fast food. So I, I judge my weight gain or loss on my duty gear. When I reference my vest as a man girdle, it's because it is doing exactly what a female girdle does. 
It's just doing it to my chubby ass. When I take it off, it is the same relief that I assume a female does when she rips that bra off. <laughs> takes, the let those girls hang, baby. So that's where the that's where the man girdle come from. Plus, it just it just sounds cooler. There you go. So, um, knowing the videos that I've watched uh, of yours, you've got you know this thing going with the fire department and dispatch. Yeah. Sandra Gibson says, "Do you have a positive friendship with dispatch?" Uh, laugh my ass off. Can't wait for your response. Ha, ha, ha. Sandra Gibson. So older videos that reference any dispatch, I, re I, I use the name Tammy. And Tammy's a real person. She was my dispatcher at the PD I worked at when I started my stuff. Okay. She is the, and I, I don't have a complaint about any dispatcher I've got current. So this isn't just focused because she's the best. But I'm telling you, that girl is is somebody finding a dispatcher that loves their job chose it because that's what they wanted to do for a living and truly focus on the protection of their guys and, and everything that encompasses that job. I, I, I did it part-time for a hot minute before the Academy and could tell you that they're underpaid, underappreciated. They certainly are not with me. Now yeah. my content speaks to it a little bit different, but if it's a real dispatcher, somebody that knows that story, they know that it's the same banner between a fireman and a police officer. Right. Um, so to Tammy, the reference that I make for her, it became a catchphrase to all dispatchers. And it was funny because a lot of dispatchers in my following, um, embrace that title. Like they call each other Tammy and how it started was we zoned, we zoned bid in the city. We came on shift. We got assigned to a zone. We did that on seniority. When I started there, I got stuck on the West side, which is where most of the bars were. The bottoms were at, it was like the rougher part of town. And if you meal broke, if a guy on a different zone went to a meal break and they weren't busy, you just kind of shuffled around. Well, I was getting hit with every, every fucking call coming. And I like, always pictured a dispatcher as like the controlling eye. Like, you will do what I say. Well, you can't tell them no. You just got to go. I rolled through dispatch. And I'm like, Tammy, listen, you, one more. You give me one more call. I'm, my ass is making a video of you when I get home. Like, don't do it. She was like, I don't control what you think I control. Real sarcastic. She's awesome. Uh -huh. And the phone rang. She answers the phone all happy, looking right at me the whole time. Uh-huh. Yes, ma'am. What's your address? Uh-huh. I'll have someone ride over. And she hung that phone up and she went, bye-bye, zone three call. And I'm like, <laughs> you wait till I get home. Uh, video about dispatch. Geez, don't test me, son. <laughs> she, she showed me where I where I live in the world that is public safety right up underneath dispatch, man. They control it. <laughs> that was the video that Daniel shared. And that's the one that kind of went viral first and, my relationship with my dispatchers here, we'll meme swap all day. They'll send me on a call, set my cruiser, I'll make a meme and send it right to them. Like, this is you, you just did this to me. But it's the relationship I have with every dispatcher I've ever worked with is is solid. It's no different than a than a partner on the street. Like I really have all the respect in the world for dispatch. I can't I couldn't say that enough. Fire, I'll let the secret out. Some don't know this. I was a volunteer fireman forever. Oh, cats and out of the bag. So I, I was a volunteer firefighter and worked full-time as a cop. I got it both ways from both sides. It's like trying to be a crip in a blood, wear half red and half blue. So I didn't uh, I didn't have a home team. The relationship with fire and, and e or fire and police or EMS and cops, I guess, you know, totally medics and right. EMTs. And, if, and I'll get these comments every now and then, like, you can tell they're being serious. I can't believe you disrespect firemen. You know, they're the real heroes. And I'm like, Man, bitch, have a seat in the back. Like, you can't be possibly tied. We're part of fire. comedian. 
where it says underneath my social pro don't you understand normal people see that and know it other people that want to raise the bullshit opposition yeah. you're a cop you shouldn't act that way and when i see those comments i i mean i'll, I'll tag like uh, jason Patton is the guy that runs fire department chronicles he is a solid dude man i've got to meet hang out with him uh he has a fire page that's just blown up over the years and i always tag him in those kind of comments it's like if you don't have any idea what this relationship between fire and police is, then have a seat. Don't comment. Let, yeah, keep your comments let to yourself. Adults talk. So Stephen uh, Sickler, he says, when can I do a ride-along with you so you can show the career fireman the meaning of first responder? <laughs> I'm assuming he's a fireman, and I'm going to have to tell him that we, he needs to also find his order in pecking. We, we <laughs> neither one, are the first responders. We're going to give that title to dispatch. However... The next time he needs uh, an officer to show up and make sure that scene is safe for him, time to hit me up. I'll run by and check. I'll wake him up, throw him in the car, clear. and take him to make sure it's clear for clear him. Clear the scene. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so we'll take – this will be the last uh, listener one here. Paula Kinder. That's ring a bell? You know her? No. Okay. It sounds like Are you she, on Facebook? Uh, Facebook on? right now. I'm on my Facebook. So she may be uh, – it sounds like she's being a little uh, – facetious here says how freaking amazing is it to be married to nurse smith why is there rumors at the er that you have a man crush on a firefighter boxers or briefs we already answered that these questions were brought to you today by the letters r through n and the numbers 10 through 4 all jokes aside thank you officer smith for all you do both on the job and on here keeping us all laughing us nurses will always back our blue Cool. So here's the cool story with the nurse nurses to Officer Smith thing. Then I'll get to that question. So when the appreciation day started popping up more positively a couple years ago, because it seems like even, I mean, even nurses at some point in 2020 were, you know, being regarded as heroes, and then they took a hit. It's like whatever narratives out there, it's 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 set up to be negative to the professions. And I was seeing that all around the, like the whole gamut of jobs. So. People did, you know, cop appreciation stuff. Nurses Week popped up uh, at the peak I was at. I worked real well with that hospital. Um, and I was seeing the nurses do things that, like, you thought doctors did, right? So I made an appreciation video for nurses. Any cop relationship, friendship, whatever, uh, with nurses, they can be just as badass as we are. They're lacking a lot of stuff that we have access to. They're in, they're in pajamas. I, I was doing that in my head. Like, they're in pajamas, we're in a uniform. We got a duty belt. They got ink pens like, you know, and they still hold their own with some of these assholes that get sent to the ER. So I did an appreciation video for nurses, compared them to cops and, and realized that we also fall under that pecking order. And nurses will hold a supreme position over a cop. They're more badass. Mm -hmm. That video takes off. Right. Um, so I got a nurse following. Well, I also have. And to answer this lady's question, ex-wife, my ex-wife um, is Nurse Smith. On social media, she's got her own platform. Ah, she had okay. The second year on Nurse Appreciation Week, um, the second year coming up on that on that day, I got a hold of her and I'm like, "Hey, I'm gonna do a Nurse Appreciation Week video." The first year was more of a shout out. I said, "This one, I want to make that shout out a reality. I want to have a nurse in this video." And I might have taunted her a little bit because you know we're exes, but we've been friends 30 years. So I'm like, "But you know, you can." You can give me a nurse's number. I'll call her up and I just need someone that can talk a little bit of shit to me. And her response was like, I've known you 30 years. I was married to your ass for two. I can talk that shit. 
<laughs> no script, no nothing. We did a traffic stop scenario with a nurse versus a cop, and and it drew attention to that character. Yeah. And uh, she got a page started up. I think she's almost been two years. Okay. So to answer, we are not married. Uh, she's my ex-wife, but she, we've been friends thirty plus years. We share Adrian. Um, so if anybody's not you know not seen that page. If you're inside that that profession, um, she's got some pretty good content out there. Yeah, Nurse Smith, uh, comedian. She's got comedian under her uh, title there as well. Uh, I said that was the last one. I want to do this one too. Kathy uh, Getik, Getik, G-E-T-E-K. Um, because you say this a lot. What's with calling everyone a sinner? As a retired early, I sure wish I would have come up with that first. Love it. So it probably happened when i was a kid me and my brother like you know we went to church as kids and in a vacation bible school and all that stuff and of course now he's a he's a career preacher and sort of making some videos and he sent me a text message i i wouldn't let him proof them but i would send him the video before i posted it because if there was going to be a harsh critic tell me dude that's going to flop that's not funny it's going to be my twin brother and i had sent him a video and he sent something back in regards to like I, in the position that I'm in right now, could not find any humor in the following or in the video that you just sent me, dot, 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 center. And he sent that. So I'm not calling him like, what? He's like, no, dude, that was funny. You got to post that. That was great. So then I started just picking that up in real life. Like if I was you know, at work and somebody said something, I would twist it just enough to make what they said worse than what I said, which mine was probably worse. And I called him a center. And then I started dropping it in videos. Um, and I remember the first couple times it was like people were di- like rolling over that one liner, but my whole life is a one liner. So I lose track of that stuff. And it was just an exchange between me and my twin brother. And then I dropped it in a couple of videos and now it's became like a catchphrase. I've actually gotten people got pissed off. I'll, I'll cut a video and throw it out there. And it's like, Oh man, I was waiting for the center line. So it's got a, now it's just has kind to of your tagline now. Yeah. I got to make sure it's in there. Yeah. Nice. Nice. All right. So my question is, uh, when are you gonna start doing stand up? Man, I don't know that like I, I don't know that I could probably do that and here's, here's No, you can what? do that. You can <laughs> look at the way you're carrying on conversation here, your videos, like you said, nothing's rehearsed, nothing's scripted. You would kill as a stand up, dude. So here's where I end up plugging and don't mean to plug. So most of the All guys right. that are in my network of social media figures, whatever you want to call them, are I would put it in like a parody type of comedy. Um but there's one that's not. His name's Vinny Montez. He is currently still active, uh, full-time police officer. Works out in Boulder, Colorado. And his platform, he is truly a stand-up comic. He is a police officer, stand-up comic. You say he's in Boulder? He's out, he's out in Boulder. Um, I think he's even, I think he's actually in supervision. We're here, we might call him a sergeant, lieutenant. I think he's titled as a commander out there. And the guy is legit stand-up comedy, and I can't explain that level of humor. You've got to seriously check him out. V-I-N-N-I-E-M-O-N-T-E-Z.com, Vinny Montez. I guarantee you this is him. He's got the police glasses. He's got a big donut. He's <laughs> sticking his head through caricature. Big he's a big. He's a big funny Mexican. Got a big meathead, yeah. <laughs> and he is – when I see – like, I'm not saying – I appreciate that people find me funny. I would have to be controlled on a different level probably for stand up because I respect that that art to watch him do it is incredible. 
and and that's a guy that writes his own jokes. I mean, he he's incredible. On the opposite side of public safety detached, I got the I have a lot of people that always ask, you know, when are you and Dustin Sims going to do something else? And Dustin is a guy that worked, I think it was like a Toyota or Honda plant. Um, and he started doing video. He was doing videos with the same filter that I use. And we just like tagged each other once and like, we got to do something. And he and I did a series of four videos and it's that traditional, like, here's that one pain in the ass that you always get stuck with on a call. We didn't write this material. We just went off of each other. Dustin ended up going from, you know, working in a plant to stand up comedy. And when you watch these guys in that art, like, and again, I, not that I'm trying to plug him, but Dustin Sims, I think his page is Dustin Sims comedy. Dude, that, that guy is just funny. Yeah. I mean, he's stand up comedy and it's not like it is an I, art you know it's a skill you have to be I, uh, you have be to craft harnessed. it i could be harnessed somebody could control me and, and, and show me that way but sitting there in a crowd watching those guys do their thing is it's just it's impressive it's like ricky wait you do your own thing and see if you maybe peek into it but i think it'd be i appreciate that i took that as a compliment that question that was asked i, I appreciate that that's that makes me think i'm on their level as a spectator, if you haven't seen those guys, go check them out. They are, they are. Yeah, I got Vinny just, pulled up here. What was the other guy's name? Dustin. Dustin Sims. Dustin Sims. Okay. And he's a professional comedian. He is a professional comedian. His, his humor. If I'm, if I'm going to get tickets to a show to like unwind on a Saturday night, the type of comedy uh, of Dustin Sims in, in their um, like, non-cop related stuff non-public safety stuff that guy's my level of humor if i'm in public safety and i want to see an animated mexican that tells jokes that will i mean you laugh like that awkward laugh where people are going to look at you mm -hmm. and you've never made that noise before that's vinnie montez comedy i get feedback from those guys like dude rick where the hell did you come up with that like i don't know man it just popped out i wish i could do that and it's like this back and forth with these guys but that stand-up comic, man, that that that's something different. Those guys are that's what stand-up comedy is. I'm like some well, punchline. It takes, line. you know, it's like anything. It takes practice. It takes years of. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. You know, getting your your stick down right, um, but you could do it, man. I think you could do it. Maybe maybe one day you might. Maybe I'll. But to get you at more of these gun shows, and we'll uh, you know have like a, a mic night or something like that. No. Now that I've had my foot in, you know, that, that ground, and mm -hmm. I'll, my next one's going to be comfortable. But man, that was a blast. I can't wait for next year. Oh, I yeah. heard they might go try to bounce. Uh, Big Daddy's going to try to bounce theirs around a little bit, which for me, it was not bad. I mean, I drove it. Just, I like to drive. I drove down there and enjoyed yeah. that four days. I took four days. I made a little bit of a vacation out of it. But yeah, next time I might, you get a few shots in me, man. I, I, I'm, <laughs> there ain't no telling what you'll do. We'll get you on, on stage with your boxer briefs on. I am straight, like straight guy, right? You put me in a group of like-minded people. I'm also the guy from high school that's like, oh, that guy will eat it. Like, give him fifty cents, he'll eat it. One bad decision um, made by somebody that's not going to do it, I'm probably the guy that's going to do it. So you can talk me into it the next time. <laughs> You're like Bert Kreischer. You ever watch that guy? He's hilarious. Oh yeah, I love that guy too. Well, very good. Uh, there's a lot more questions. I'm sorry if I didn't get to to everyone's questions there. Um, Maybe Rick will take some time and go through there and uh, hit some of you guys up with your, your answers. Yeah, I was waiting. We were done. I was going to go back through and try to hit as many as I could just so they – I knew it was going to be time. Then, and there's some – they're awesome followers, man. They'll, they'll listen and be like, that asshole didn't answer my question. Then I'm going to make sure I've answered it on wherever they posted it because 
Go, go. Well, we'll have Super. you on again, and we'll, we'll, you know, we'll get the uh, other questions answered. This has been, this has been really fun. I've enjoyed this. Uh, I love it when I have guests like you, and I don't have to say anything. It's, <laughs> it's perfect. Oh, it's, I have a. You carry medical, the show. I love it. I have a medical condition that keeps me from shutting up. Anybody that knows me, it's, no, I'm not kidding you. He don't shut up. My brother don't shut up. I mean, it's just. It's that. Be- well, that's just some people have the gift of gab, and uh, and you do, and and when. You're not just gabbing, you know. You're actually got something to say. So, and, and you put it. I like the twist you put on it. It's it's funny. It's uh, your channel's very entertaining. I can see why you've got so many followers. Um, so thank you for being on. Thank you for sharing um, some of your followers with us. I just noticed that we've got a whole bunch more new followers. So welcome to Talking Lead. I hope we can uh, entertain you as much as Officer Smith does. Uh, we appreciate that. And the same for our lead heads. Go to Officer Smith's Facebook, Instagram. Are you on YouTube? I am on YouTube. I think okay. I sent you that. Maybe I, it didn't send. I was trying to. Uh, uh, you you may uh, have. Uh, go ahead and, and give those links. It's just Officer Smith. If they Google or search Officer Smith, you're going to come up, right? Yeah. The only one I think that's got a one attached to it is. Um, the Grams. Is the Grams. And that was understanding. Um, how to make page names at the time. <laughs> so I want to ask uh, Adrian. Can I ask Adrian a question? Absolutely. Hey, Adrian. What? what what's the best quality about your dad? What do you like most about your dad? That many me, things. There's so many things. What, what makes me cool as a dad? Um. <laughs> nothing? You can't think of nothing? I don't know. This Let one, me ask you what, this. Let me ask you this. How fun was it to do that video you did with him uh, around Christmas time about the the what what kind of Santa were you called the uh, snowflake Santa? I loved it. You loved it. Have you been getting a lot of uh, fans from that? You got a lot of followers now. Are you a celebrity? You got time because he can see us. Yeah. You got time. Yeah. She. They. They. Anytime I put one of these kids anywhere, man, they they see that's their personality, and that's this one here is just. I tell people that the gap between my oldest daughter and my youngest daughter is about 10 years. Like, oh, man, that's got to be rough. Like, no, it's not. I get them in a room together for five minutes. I either have two 16-year-olds or I've got two six-year-olds. So it's, yeah. it's the same. And you got a, ba- you got a babysitter. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes I get nervous like I'm leaving two six-year-olds behind. Oh, no doubt. Um, have they ever done any videos on their own? Have you got them into doing their own stuff? No, here- Here's the transition that we're in right now. So when I first started, my boy's always been like the number one fan, right? He just loves it. He likes, he's a YouTube, he's an active sports kid, but he's a YouTube generation kid. Sure. And anything that I've done, he's always been like right around it, like helping me out, do whatever. My daughter, God love her. She was about 13 ish when it started around that. And it, it mortified her, right? She was like the teenage daughter that was embarrassed that her old dad was on social media. And, there was this little switch to where like local friends of hers started catching it and she was doing what she could do to like, no, it's not my dad. It's some other kid's dad playing it off. Yeah. Yeah. But then all of a sudden it kind of like, like one day random, uh, we had one of her friends going to the movies and she was like, so dad, I, I, this boy had talked to her at school and this boy had like, your dad's got a TikTok. I, I found your dad's TikTok. He's funny. So then I noticed it switched with her a little bit. Like if her friend in the back seat was like, 
so do you do Instagram? Yeah, we we do Instagram too. We and then she like takes over the. Oh yeah. So I'm in it's cool now. You know, I can reel in cool. boys with my dad now. Yeah. So now the, the the my son's always loved it. This kid right here, I put a camera. She's got. She's a ham. I can tell. We don't have it like published except for brothers and sisters, but this kid's sure. got more TikTok videos than I've got. <laughs> and I kid you not, it's not like here, Adrian, do this TikTok. The kid navigates herself through TikTok and makes her own TikToks. And I've I've seen a few that's like I'm legit not realizing it's my own six year old. I'm liking it and commenting to her like she can read the full comment. Right. Because she's just an animated little kid. My, all my kids are like that. God love them. And their teachers, I pray for them daily and you know oh yeah oh yeah uh talk about that that story that you were telling me um with the patrol car and the taser <laughs> are you talking about the time that i achieved that that like every cop's goal to where you don't violate policy but you have one written about you uh, yeah that or you know one that you would see in um uh, what are those canadian cops uh what's that show um that movie su- super, super cops troopers. super troopers yeah this okay, is like so my, something you'd see in Super Troopers. <laughs> I do have a Super Trooper moment. I probably have several, but I have one that comes to mind that's probably my, I guess, claim to fame on that. Yeah. So to paint the scenario, uh, we're in a big shopping, uh, like a strip mall shopping plaza that's got like 10 times the Walmart parking. I mean, we're talking about a huge shopping center. Um, there was an end of the shopping center that had one big building like a Walmart that was vacant. So the, the parking area was like two football fields, no cars. And part of the shift, three or four guys and a canine was dealing with a guy. Um, I was actually dealing with a meth lab. I'm a certified meth tech. And I was dealing with a meth lab on the other end of this parking lot. So when I get done with the meth lab part, fire department rolls away. And I'm like, what are all those cruisers doing down there? So I jump mine and drive down there. Now, this is a different shift. And so I kind of like stay low key off the side and walk up. And it was almost like a line of cops starting with a sergeant. And the guy on the end was talking to a, a suspect. And I'm like, what's going on, Sarge? He was like, oh, this guy's given a fake ID. They they got called here. He was like panhandling in front of a uh, laundromat or something like that. And they got dope on him. I'm like, what's the rookie doing? It's like, well, we're letting him do a field interview. And I'm like, as soon as I make co- make contact with the guy, eye contact with him, I'm like, hey, Sarge, he's going to bolt. He's like, no, no, he's not going to run. There's too many of us here. I'm like, he, he's going to run the second that he hears whether or not he's got warrants. I mean, this was like watching a training video go to shit. Like, oh, yeah. I just knew that. You could just read them, body language, yeah. everything, yeah. Everything. My, and, and you just knew the warrant was going to come back. Now, mind you, there's, not counting my car, there's four cruisers, regular patrol cruisers, and a canine cruiser sitting there. So, radio traffic comes back, confirmed warrant, felony warrant, different state, and the guy almost just Pop. painted <laughs> Yeah, gone. <laughs> now, picture this line, almost single file. Guy takes off, closest officer takes off, and then everybody just starts bolting. The sergeant's the next one closest to me, and I'm looking at four cruisers plus a canine cruiser and four officers on the ground chasing this guy through a wide open, I mean, completely four Walmart parking lots empty worth of pavement. Right. You're like, I can put an end to this real quick. (laughs) Even the sarge takes off running. And I'm like, why is everybody running when the start gun off? Old boy had 40 yards on you. And he's jacked up on meth. You ain't going to catch him. Off to the races, like I'm running out of fear and consequences, and you're chasing me off Krispy Kremes and an accountant's ass. Like, who's going to win this race? So I'm like, walk to my cruiser, get in my cruiser, and take off. At minimum, I was going to get myself in front of him. 
the parking lot kind of like tapers down into a road, which is not really a road. It's just like a, a road inside the parking lot. Yeah. But at the end of that 30 yards of road is woods. That's where he was trying to get to. Now, not a new guy, you know, 20 years on at the time I'm driving 45 mile an hour. Or so to catch, ca- to catch him. Cause yeah. I, you know, they're already off the races. I roll my window down and I get up to within earshot of him. I'm like, stop running. And he looks back and signals with the, I'm going to continue to run, uh, flips me off. One gun salute. Yeah. Yeah. Never misses a beat. Um, I cross draw with my taser. So it's actually like in front of my, in front of my belt, like I'm like in front of my belly, whatever that area. So I reach down with my right hand. Now I'm a right handed guy. So I'm driving with my left, reach down with my right, pull my taser and like, like South side it across my arm <laughs> with my window down. And I'm still communicating, dude, you better stop running. I'm going to tase you driving at a controllable speed. Not, I get, not I out get of control. Echo, I get an echo of the, um, I'm not stopping finger and you know, taser training's pretty cut and dry. It's like, here's my taser. I'm going to tase you. Stop doing what you're doing. And he continued to do it. So I sh- deployed my taser from my cruiser. Now, I have no hindsight because I know my distance from him. I know that he was not in jeopardy of hitting my car. I wasn't going to run him over. Mm-hmm. I know the taser length. I know the distance that I was from him. And from a moving cruiser, I shot this guy. One barb hit him in the shoulder. One hit him in his hip. And the end result was magical. The taser did its job. It locked him up from head to toe. And he did a, um, if you can imagine what a swan dive would look like, but not a swan at all. More like a dolphin. <laughs> well, I mean, a dolphin's got a curve. If you could imagine taking a two by four and just throwing it into the air, like from its ass end yeah. and then watching it land. Uh, that's what happened. Stop my car, <laughs> put it in park. Now I'm a distance away from everybody else. Now we're around this building. So whenever I get stopped, I open my door. Now my tasers barbs or the taser wires through the window. Yeah. So I get out with my taser still attached. It didn't even break the connection. And I had to like pass my taser to myself. Here comes the first, yeah. the first officer <sighs> panting. Did you, did you get him? I'm like, yeah, he just needs handcuffs. Like, now he hit the ground pretty good, right? But he didn't hit the ground at my speed. He hit the ground at his running speed. Sure. So here comes the rest of the, you know, the convoy of, of panting out of shapers that left their cruisers a half mile back down the road. And a sergeant that was in a full freakout, like, oh my God, what'd you do? I'm like, I got him. I branded the suspect. Come on. Uh, here he is. Uh, get the squad there. The coolest thing that happened probably is I've got half of a shift that's not mine freaking out. I'm like, what, what is wrong? The squad shows up. The guy, he put himself to sleep for a few seconds. Sure. I mean, he hit pretty good. Um, when he comes to, he's handcuffed and we recover, we put him in a recovery position. We treated him right. Which he wouldn't uh, have fallen any further. Had one of the guys on foot tased him from behind. It would have been behind. the exact same. Now I know this. Um, I know this as a trained guy, you know, it from logic, it's a logical physics. Thing. Yeah. So the squad shows up and the guy's coming to, and he goes, who the fuck hit me? And I was like, oh, I tased you from the car. He's like, man, that's no joke. That shit worked right now. Did you <laughs> that? Like, it was like, he, he was impressed. He was, everybody else is kind of freaked out. And I'm like, Sarge comes up and does his thing. Well, I get into an IA over this. Like it goes into a full blown investigation. Holy shit. And I'm like, listen, I've been through taser training. I've been tased a million times. The guy fleeing um, not only fleeing after he was put under arrest for his warrant, he was fleeing on a felony warrant from a different state. They had felony drug charges on him. He was around no other human beings, but cops and around no other vehicles. Nothing was in jeopardy of, of, of the playground. Yeah. 
um, I tased him where I saw it be safe, and it was in a wide open parking lot. There was no way that I could have got ahead of him. He was already at his speed running. You know, it was to stop to oh apprehend God. the suspect, and it worked flawlessly. IA still, man, I went through it for a few days, did my interviews and all that. At the end of the day, there was no policy violation there. I was so far within policy that they decided to write a policy that says, yeah, don't taste people. That you can't do it from there because it works so good. It's so effective, you can't do that. It's unfair to the criminals. Yeah, so (laughs) I have written after myself. You know, I always expected it to be cool to have, like, maybe a jail one day named after you or, you know, something like that. But You got a maneuver. You got a a policy and a maneuver. (laughs) You got a policy and a maneuver. I might have been the only one to successfully pull it off before the policy that's something yeah. i'd be interested to hear so if we got any other le uh, listeners out there uh if you've got a similar story share that with us talking let it gmail.com I'd love to know just i would just love to know if anybody has made a successful because you gotta think about it a successful contact from a moving car at a moving suspect who is at full speed now his running speed was he was like track star <laughs> college combine he's probably hitting 20 miles an hour wasn't he? and and the Barb placement was perfect. Taser application Textbook. Was perfect. It's like in Top Gun, you know? It's like this is a text this is a, a textbook move as to what not to do, but it worked. <laughs> but it worked. <laughs> but it and worked. It was okay at the time, it's just not okay now. Right. You're the one gun salute. Oh man, that's a good story. I like that. So well, apparently the the higher higher ups had it out for you anyway. They're trying to stir shit over that. Even the perp was was giving you congratulations oh, on a great yeah. shot, you know. Like, and who got me, man? That shit was that. I, I, I couldn't do shit. Yeah, he was. I don't <laughs> think that's that people notice with with most. The media shoves you the negative shit, the worst shit they could possibly shove you. Oh yeah. But I tell you that I have treated people in my my policing communities in a way, and felony arrest, hard felony cases. Um, I worked dope, plain clothes for nine years, so I was like, you know, I was dealing with that element right and yeah. i never outside of that court battle have never once ever got accused of, of being like even disrespectful i get it that people make bad decisions and there's consequences for those bad decisions i don't have to amplify the color of my uniform or the shininess of my badge to make someone's day any worse but just do your job and i've got that respect from people and i've noticed now that sometimes you get more respect from somebody that you've done right like yeah man you got me absolutely my bad they don't look for something. I was in huge. fugitive recovery uh, for a while. I did that for a few years. And, uh, I mean, catching those guys, some of those, I mean, they're they're crafty. They're hard to find. They you know, yeah. they can disappear. Uh, but when you catch them, the, the majority of them would like, man, how'd you find me, you know? You know they were, That's like, impressed. Mean. They were, you know, damn. Like that unwritten book of, of cops and robbers that if, if, a, if a guy that knows his choices are poor, but he's going to continue to make them, yeah. and you're there to, they'll tell you that up front. The generation's different. Now that younger group is like calling every possible thing they can call. I want, you know, give me a drug and alcohol counseling. I'm not disrespecting the profession. I'm saying that we have painted them a path to be chief. Yeah. We have painted a path for excuses where the older generation is like, yeah, hell, man, I've been dealing weed for 35 years, and not one of you some bitches ever got close. You did me right. <laughs> Props to you for finding me, dude. These are guys that if you set them in front of a court and they were talking about diversion and probation and all these things, they'd look at it and go, no, I, but I did that. Right. You send, me, send me to jail. I did it. Give my de- just desserts. Come on. But we don't have that, that this new generation, man. They're being, they're, being, they're being groomed to be entitled as people that are – you're not just not talking suspect. Talking about someone's been caught right, 
the system treated them right and they're being punished for that, they still have eight different avenues of entitlement that makes the cop out to be the bad guy for doing it. It's, it's that's our current narrative. You getting yelled at? You getting yelled at there? No, she she took a like a, a cheese stick and asked me what it was that it was cheese. She opened it up. I opened it for her. She whispers to me, I might not like this cheese. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now it's time for the Talking Lead. So what is your earliest experience with a firearm? Oh, I can I can actually tell you what it was I shot at. Now, minus I'm a country guy, so there's always I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, shooting a New England firearms single shot twenty gauge. You know, as old as Adrian. But the, I can tell you the first re, the first pistol I ever shot that it was a nickel plated twenty two. Couldn't tell you the model. It was a twenty two revolver, and I can tell you the first thing I shot at it would have been during the first uh, would have been the start of the first Desert Storm. Okay. My stepdad at the time was in, he was in the army when he was younger and he was in the national guard when my mom and him had met and my brother and I are kind of artsy. So we can draw, like I, I, I would draw portraits of people. He would draw cartoon characters. And I remember my stepdad handing him out of a newspaper article and a cartoon character of Saddam Hussein <laughs> okay. and looked at my brother and he's like, make this a big one and drew it on a poster board. And then we went outside and he brought out this shiny cowboy gun. I was a little kid. So I'm like, it was like something that John Wayne would carry. And he showed us how to shoot a pistol. That's my earliest memory of a pistol was shooting this nickel plated 22 at a target of Saddam Hussein. Saddam Hussein. Did you hit it? Well, yeah, it took me probably a shot or two because I figured I never shot. Yeah. Then you got comfortable with it. You're like, this is for me, baby. Absolutely. Uh, Oh, do you still have that gun? No, it was his. I, I, he also had a son that was our age, and it went to his son. Oh, okay. That gun is still alive and well somewhere. I wish you still had that target. That'd be awesome. Jesus. So, uh, when it comes to pop culture, and I already, I, I, I know where you're going to go with this. Um, what do you uh, listen to, watch? You know, whether it's a movie, TV, um, music. You know, obviously, you know, you listen to. You gave us your favorite bands there. Uh, or maybe it's like a social media thing or something you go to. Where, what do you do to unwind and relax and just kind of get your safe space? Now, if it's just with like the media idea, yeah, I'm a hard rock guy. But like you said earlier, like mu- music itself, I think, is mood music. Yeah. And even though that it's hard rock, it's funny, my brother, the preacher, he'll bring me up in some of his sermons, which is kind of weird because I don't know where he's going to go with it when he does it. But yeah. I'll send him some of my music. And let's say it's a Shinedown song, Breaking Benjamin, you know, something that's labeled as harder. Mm-hmm. He'll break lyrically and say, you know, there's a there's a piece in this song, even though it sounds hard. So the majority of my default to unwind, it's not me playing on social media or, or at my kids' sporting events. It's in music um, and it's in that hard rock style music. As far as movies go, I mean, I don't know how many... I'm the Expendables guy, right? Oh, you like the Expendables of of Balboa. (laughs) my mom still tells me to this day that Sylvester Stallone is my biological father. (laughs) But he just won't pay child support and won't call her back. So is that why you like Sylvester Stallone? Because your mom's got a crush on him? She shoved him down our throats when we were little. And I'm telling you, the Rocky movies, dude, I own them all. Every pipe, every box set, every collection. But whenever TNT or one of the USA or one of the TV shows 
runs the edited marathons. I'm in front of the TV until they go off. That's your go go to Rocky movies, um, Rambo. Um, oh, all the Rambo, Rocky, Expendables. Dude, I even like Oscar. I think I was like six people that saw that movie. Oscar. Stop from, remember, <laughs> do you remember Oscar? I do. That was back in the day too. That was a uh, horrible Stop movie. <laughs> like, I'm, all of the uh, all the rock anything Sylvester Stallone's in my go to. As far as comedies go, I'm like like that Deadpool comedy. Um, Step Brothers type of comedy. Yeah, yeah. I like uh, what's his face, um, Will Ferrell. Yeah, he's hilarious. What is the next piece of kit or firearm that's like on your radar? The next gotta have, wanna have, uh, and it could be you know something other than a, a firearm or a piece of kit or something like that. What what are you eyeballing? Might be a guitar. I don't know. What is it? What's your next? So I'm gonna buy. Talking about a gun, I I've never made built any of my own guns there's a guy at the office um he is tackleberry from police academy he is absolutely <laughs> i mean on entries uh, if we're doing search warrants i mean it's it's a it's a joke to hit for him but it's a reality that if you run out of anything gun ammunition magazine anything uh his name's andy uh just reach over anywhere and get a hold of andy and you'll come back out with what you need <laughs> and this Went to high school with him, graduated with him. This guy's been that way since we were kids. Um, and he's built, like he built my my first AR. He built it. Mm -hmm. um, I've never done that. Oh, dude, so, it's 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 a black hole you're going to fall into. You start doing it. You're going to well, love so it. Well, so I did by 80% uh, arms baited me after the um, uh, epic shoot. Uh-huh. I got baited by them. Mine's sitting over there. <laughs> okay, so you got the same thing in the mail that I got? Yeah. Dude, all over that. Like, I, I'm... I, that that's my what what money I got to put into it. That's my next project. I want to yeah. build that. I want it to be. Um, but I haven't done a pistol yet. This will be my first pistol. I have done eighty percenters uh, in the past. I've done some ARs, um, but I absolutely love it, man. I love building my own stuff. I'm afraid that after this pistol gets done, that I'm going to just jump straight to a rifle. I know that I'm going to do that. I, I'm I'm telling you, man. Just prepare to start dropping some bucks because <laughs> it's addicting great yeah yeah it's fun it's fun so uh laws be damned money be damned um what would you own or do what what would i own or do yeah um no laws no regulations oh i would make a i would make a land i would i would take a uh like uh escape from new york ah. escape from l um and I would 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 get the United States back to now not the movies themselves because there was a government control idea in those movies, but sure. the idea not just criminals because some criminals are some good. I say criminals, uh, previous offenders. Okay, are, they're good people. There's some good people in that mix. I would take the people that are trying to disrupt what our country was founded on, disrupt what is peace, um, what is prosperity, what is me. Uh, living the American dream, setting a goal, and all the people that are in the way of that, that's where we would send their asses. So it would probably be New York once we get the good people out. But wouldn't want to send them further away? Wouldn't you want to send them like a good boat ride away? Well, we'll give them to, we'll send them to California and we'll have no money, no, no object. So we'll separate go. California from the edge of the rest of the we'll United just, States. We'll just jackhammer it off the rest of the yeah. country and let just it float, float out, out toward here. Hawaii. 
<laughs> they got a good governor already, so we'll we'll just let him run it. They love their governor there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where that's where I would do with endless money. And then everything else you wouldn't you wouldn't have to have the endless money because then you can get right back to work and and do the things that you want to do and focus on your own life. But we got to get rid of that first. There that's you go. That's a that's a great answer. I like that. Uh, last question. If you could spend the day at the range with anyone, whether they're still living, passed away, fictional, could be a group of people, who would you like to spend the day at the range with? So I've learned a lot about like the, the, the Leviathan tribe guys, some of the gun guys, the guys that are, you know, and I'm not discrediting them. Some of them I, I know I could learn from these master marksmen and all that. But that question defaults in my brain to my grand. It's my grandfather on my on my mom's side. Um, never met him. He passed away when my mom was like seven years old. Mm-hmm. And my brother and I, I didn't say this earlier, but like my twin brother, before he got into politics, he was also an officer, worked in the same area as me. Uh, we worked a couple shifts together. So uh. twin brother, <laughs> man. Um, when we did our like, you know, growing up and listening to stories about our grandpa, um, found out a lot of history that he he was a beat cop in california my mom came from california um so he was a cop like back when it was something different sure uh, they, they moved from california to columbus yeah um when he was in columbus um i have a great uncle that's still living so it's to be his brother they both work as officers up there didn't know that as a an older kid you know i probably heard the stories as i got older and learned he, he was a military veteran. I started to learn about this guy that I never got to know that my mom didn't get to it. He was killed in a car accident. And she didn't get to know him as like, you know, the I'm 18 graduating, living, my, going on to my life guy. But the stories that I heard about him when law enforcement was a nightstick and a long, like the old school trench coat look. Yeah. Walk, walking a footbeat um, to stand on a range. I associate that range with like, you know, your dad's teaching you how to shoot or the uncle that you don't get to see except Thanksgiving deer season, he comes in, sights his rifle in, or sights his shotgun in. I feel like sitting on a range with that man all day, 12 hours, whether it's shooting a single shot shotgun, some crazy fully automatic that I've never heard of, or <laughs> pistol shoot, tying the stories into that that kind of day, that would be my idea of a range day. There you go. It's not, not how, many am, how many rounds I send down range or how many cool things I shoot, but talking to somebody that came through the evolution of a gun, for yeah. example. It didn't look like this when I was, you know, a cop. And here I'm holding an MP5. Just or, getting you know, some good life stories kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Here's how we did it. Here's how you're doing it. And then, you know, crack some rounds down range. That would be my idea of, yeah. a, of a range. And that, you know, that's kind of the purpose of the question. I, I use the range because, you know, we're a firearm-centric uh, thing. But it's oh, basically, no, it's who would you like to spend the day with, you know, kind of thing, if you could do that. It's perfect because I can, I can picture that environment. Like, you know, there's me at 42 and him at 42 on a range that environment and it's listening to somebody that's you know my age when he passed away to my age now and the differences in the culture the climate oh, what yeah. cops they are now and then you know all right your turn see if you can you know hit center mass here and then and have that oh that range putting that range in that's a perfect than just who to spend the day with because that environment would like you said he was in the military i'm sure he served in uh, world war ii he would have been world war ii aged yeah, yeah greatest generation man and those are the ones those guys knew should... some stuff, and if we had, if we still had them around today, uh, our country would not be in the the shape that it's in. Get jammed up on calls. I hit that generation on a call. I'm there for an hour. Like, man, I'll listen to every word they've got to say. Oh yeah, right on. 
Uh, great, great show, man. Uh, I, we could go on for, for hours. Uh, you've got some great stories, and I've got a, a shit ton more questions that I want to talk to you about. So we'll have to earmark those and get you back on again uh, sure. in the near future. Would, Absolutely. Uh, love to. Love to do that. So, Leadheads, again, make sure you go and uh, show Officer Smith some love. Let him know that you found him and that you're Leadhead. You heard him here on the, the show. And for you, Officer Smith uh, followers that are now following us and listening to the show, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Uh, keep it up. Talkingled at gmail.com if you have any questions for me, uh, any uh, guests that you'd like to have us on the show or topics. We just kicked off season three of our AK Corner. Uh, that's the episode before this. So if you didn't get a chance, make sure you go back. Uh, check that out. We had Professor Paul Markle with Student of the Gun. And uh, I, I tried to, to stick with the Vietnam era uh, AKs, RPKs. Uh, but uh, the conversation, as you well know, we chase squirrels here, uh, went in a different direction. But it's a very good show, very informative uh, we talk a little ARs, we talk a little um, AKs, uh, but it was a good show. Brian Keeney with Occam Defense co-hosted with me on that, and he's going to be doing that through this series, throughout the series of the AK Corner. Uh, and we had some awesome giveaways, as we always do here on the Talking Lead Podcast. Uh, Rick, there's no other podcast that gives away more than Talking Lead. We gave away um, 1,000 rounds of ammo, previous episode. Uh, prior to that, we had a ten thousand dollar in in prizes giveaway that we did. We gave away five uh, firearm packages uh, during wow. Christmas, so five of our our lead heads uh, walked away with uh, like two thousand dollars in in prizes and guns. Uh, well, you got to send me stuff. I'll make sure to get it out too. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean we're always having uh, giveaways and contests, and then on our AK corner. Uh, we gave away a target from Guardian Target Systems, Seal One, uh, cleaning products, and then we gave away Mission First Tactical, the uh, Talking Lead logoed AK Corner dump trays. Uh, and we're going to have every episode, we're going to have giveaways during the AK Corner like we, like we do every season. First season, Rick, we gave away 12 AK-47s. 12 AK-47s? 12. <laughs> we gave away 12 AK-47s during season one of the AK Corner. Uh, so you just never know. You got you to gotta listen. You got to participate because we reward our listeners for participation on social media, on uh, on the show. What are you showing me there? What do you got? <laughs> a, a strawberry? I like strawberries. Uh, but make sure you go and sponsor, not sponsor, support those that support the show, all of our sponsors. Mission First Tactical, SEAL 1, Occam Defense Solutions, uh, Guardian Target Systems, uh, ASP USA. Uh, there's a ton of them. You know who they are. We talk about them every episode. We get them on. They talk about their products. They give you their products. That's the great thing about our sponsors. Uh, so make sure you go show them love. Keltec, we had Keltec reveal their new uh, P50. Have you seen that? Um, I have not. Like, you said Caltech, and I started like looking back towards the front to see if we moved the pop part. Yeah, so they they just released their new five seven by two eight pistol in true Caltech fashion. You know, it's very futuristic looking kind of kind of gun. We had Chad on, and he answered all your P fifty questions. So you got brace questions, you have uh, compatibility questions, you had other questions about it. We answered them on that episode. So make sure you go back and listen to that. <laughs> 
Well, that buddy of mine, Tackleberry, I was telling you about, he probably just woke up from a nap because he sensed that you said that Keltech had something Keltec. Oh, yeah, Keltech. Yeah. They've been a, a good, strong supporter of Talking Lead since the beginning, and uh, we really appreciate them, so go show them some love. But, yeah, man, that, that's it. Great show. Thank you so much. So, until the next episode, Leadheads, as always, keep your loved ones close. And your firearms closer. Because if you don't, well, your wife will probably sell them for Tupperware. Then again, your ex-wife will find out that you got the firearms and drag your ass back to court. See if she can't liquidate those things for more alimony. Sinners. (laughs) Sinners. (laughs) 